A long time ago, in the galaxy, far, far away. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The show informs us and entertains us, and it binds the fans together. The show is Star Wars on Direct. Yes, the voice of Star Wars fandom. On this note, I'm I apologize to our our people. Brian. Um, it's some of the feed isn't working for some people. Uh, okay, well we're gonna be uh, taking a look into it. Right now we seem to be uh, to be connecting to the the server right rightfully. So and some people seem to be li- able to listen to us. As a problem with uh, live broadcast, get all sorts of problem. Sometimes, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. All right. So. Um, we will be broadcasting. I'm repeating myself here. We will be broadcasting while the orchestra will be playing the music, but we're wa- we are going to be commenting on each and every piece that is going to be played here tonight. Um, I'm going to go over that a little bit later tonight. Now, the uh, I also want to make uh, to make a mention of the Otakutan uh, convention that uh, that took place last weekend or two weekends ago. Was it last? It was, it was last, last weekend? weekend. Last weekend. That's right. And uh, I was the MC. And oh I was in my cool. I was in my beautiful suit that people can are people are taking pictures of me in a suit right now. It's disturbing. It's like you're never gonna. What see are you talking me. about? They're taking pictures of me. You're you're so full of it, Brian. <laughs> it would be me. You you want me to to lend to loan you my beautiful Star Wars Celebration three tie with all my Star Wars thingies. That's cool. Pop art on it. I'm cool with that. All right. So um, I guess uh, I just wanted to, men- to mention it. It was my first masquerade as an MC. And everything went just perfectly well, so I'm really thrilled about it. Thank you very much, Otakutan, for giving me the chance to prove myself as an MC. And uh, we'll definitely uh, see you next year because all 29 entry in, entry in the Masquerade were awesome. And hopefully next year we're going to have 60 entry. So and um, talking about your tie, yes. people in the chat will be able to see very soon since I took a picture of it with uh. my phone. And it's I just transferred it over Bluetooth. Thank you, Bluetooth technology. Well, speaking of the people in the chat, Brian, uh, sorry to interrupt you over here, but no uh, who's, who's with us uh, since we're live from this wonderful place? We have Admiral, Arnie, Cocky171, DIG, Dookie13, or Gambler. Audrey's with us in the chat. Hey, uh, Audrey. How you we doing? have Japoy, Lunatic, Madneroid, Octavius3, Skylover, and Snakes. All right. Of course, Skylover. A lot of your co-staff members are in the room with me, right as you, right at the moment. Yeah, that's from right. Sith the Clan. There's a lot of people from Sith Clan here tonight. Uh, a lot, a lot of people from the Imperial Alliance as well. Tons of people from the Imperial Alliance. Big Montreal event tonight. And there was a lot of people from Sith Clan uh, yesterday as well. So we're uh, we're really happy about the turnout of this event. And uh, if you're in the in Canada in the Quebec area and you didn't find yourself into coming here, you're really missing something. I know I'm just like turning the you know the the blade in the wound, but it's 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 really an awesome concert that uh, but you guys are missing out. But you know, Sebastian, it is Father's Day. Yeah, and it would have been a very nice gift to bring your father to the concert. Beautiful gift for for the entire family, as a matter of fact. All right, uh, well, Brian, 
as it's far it's Father's Day and I don't want to keep you here too long because I want you to go back home to your family. I celebrate all day with my father. All right, that's good news. That's good news. I hope uh, people are doing the same thing uh, all uh, over there as well. On this note, I'm uh, I'm just gonna send you into your news because we want to know what's what's been going on like since there wasn't any live show. Welcome to the Miscellaneous News for this June 18th, 2006. Um, if you missed us live last week, don't worry, there is news. I did do the news last week, and it's on the podcast and the live are and the archive, so go check that out. And we want to mention it is Star Wars on Direct Special, special Edition edition number seven. seven. Yeah, it's seven. It's n- it's not it's six. Seven. Yeah, th- that was my mistake. I missed one when I was counting. Um, there was a new Secrets of Star Wars this year. Uh, this um, this past week, um, of course, it was about the Wookiee Village, and it's called Branching Out. And the caption is, "There's more of, of the Wookiee homeworld waiting to be explored." All right. We're going to be hitting Kashyyyk, I think, again. Um, not the first time we see it on TV, though. Not the first time. But, as my sources said, I don't know if this is TV. I think this mix of TV and video game. The Darth Vader video game and the TV show. I think they're teasing us. They're, like, sending us mixed signals. Mixed signals? Ah. Like a little bit of this, little bit of that. It's going to be Clone Wars, but it's not going to be Clone Wars. It's going to be between 3 and 4, and yet it's going to be Clone Wars, and then there's the game, and uh, they're juggling with us. But I think it's great. If they call it Secrets of 2007, that's yeah. great. That means there's going to be good stuff coming up. Most I definitely. can't wait. Um, another thing that we're gonna be that's coming in 2007 is a new Tim Zahn book. Uh, it's coming out on January 30th, and it is, as promised by uh, Tim Zahn at C3, that it is the Mara Jade book um, that, f- that has the classic characters, uh, and it takes place between 4 and 5, and it's going to be a, about Luke Skywalker, still all new to this Jedi business, and it's going to be an adventure based around a team of stormtroopers. Oh, a yes. team of stormtroopers. They've gone rogue. Oh. Deciding that they're they're going to take justice into their own hands. So now we get like Star Wars meet vigilantes. Exactly. I can't fucking freaking wait. Good good save there. Good save. It's going to be good. It's coming out on in hardcover on uh, January 30th. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, StarWars.com. I'm bringing this up. They answer questions about you know Star Wars all the time. And one of the ones that uh, caught my attention this past week was uh, in Episode 2. Yoda greets Doku as his old Padawan. But in the Jude Watson book, Legacy of the Jedi, Doku says his master was Thame Cerulean. So, who is Doku's master? Now, Sebastian, who would you, how would you answer this question? Who's Doku's master? Yes. Well, I would answer this question by basically saying that Yoda was Doku's master. Yes, and he was his Padawan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're wrong. 
I'm wrong. But there's because the whole history of like masters losing Padawan to the dark side, and that was fitting right into the story. Exactly. S- but th- they've decided that no, the EU is going to win out on this one. Oh. And uh, actually, Thame is Doku's master the same way that Obi Wan that Yoda is Obi Wan's master. Well, that's it. Ma- Yoda is really the master of everyone. So. Yeah, you know. but I liked I liked the, I liked the you know the theme they had going. All right. Anyway, I I think it would the movie should have won out. So. Um, Ian McDiarmid has won a Tony for his uh, performance in a leading play for his role in Faith Healer. So uh, congratulations to him. Um, unfortunately, Tim Hildebrandt, the, dis- the artist who uh, painted the original Star Wars poster, has passed away on June 11th um, due to complications due to diabetes. So that really really sad to, to lose uh, another Star Wars a great Star Wars artist it is and in the last in uh, well not last bit but uh, according to Sci-Fi Wire and Variety now um, the fiscal production unit of ILM basically the models miniatures and stage work is being sold to an ILM employee uh, Mark and Henderson, Henderson um, and it's going to be called Kenner Optical and it's going to be now, be, you know, it's going to be the uh, preferred subcontractor for ILM. And um, ILM kind of summed up the news the best, saying that uh, with the sale of the fiscal unit, it should be called, it should now be called Industrial Light, as the magic is leaving with the model shop. Oh. Kind of bitter words there. And, yeah. of course, in Minnie's news, we got the last picture of the uh, booster set. Or the boosters, because we got the boss one, we got the the uh, Mandalorian uh, picture. Uh, what is it called? Hold on a second. Um, and the last one is going to have uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca on it. Uh, it's up on Sith Clan as we speak. I'm putting a link in the chat. So you can go check out that last picture. And Sebastian, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I'm gonna go jump. I'm gonna go jump. And I'm gonna go straight into the um, the mid June release of uh, of audio uh, audio release. Uh, first, we have the first trailer of the new audio drama series by Douglas Connolly and John Fiato, operating under the banner of uh, Praying Mantis Production. They'll be soon releasing Gideon Stands, the first chapter in the new Star Wars audio drama series entitled The Sins of Salvation. Today, the first trailer from the Saga Hits Fanworks. Of course, uh, this uh, fan audio mateys number s- number 22 has been released, featuring a look at uh, crafting a fair and balanced review. Uh, then there's Star Wars FM number 10, entitled 101 re- uh, 101 Reason to Take Akiva Goldsman, and featuring reviews by The Da Vinci Code and X-Men The Last End. It's also available now. Jedi Council Speaks Springboard number 1 has been released, featuring an interview with Nathan P. Butler about his audiobook Echoes. Uh, finally, the Butler Universe is back with the Butler Universe number five, featuring a recorded panel entitled "Mixing Up Your Universe: Writing in Other People's Universe" from Con Carolina 2006, featuring panelists Nathan P. Butler, Michael D'Ambrosio, and C.J. Anderson. Uh, of course, there's a lot of other things that are being released as we speak, so you might want to keep an eye out for StarWarsFanWorks.com for all the latest news on the Star Wars. Fan audio, and now we're gonna go to a short little break, and our friends uh, from down south 
and we're gonna all know all about collecting news from more the Midwest. Midwest. Okay, Midwest. So let's not insult them. Oh. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, nice right. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and Grand listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Bonjour, Sebastian, Brian, and Audrey. Bonjour. It's Arnie. And Marjorie. Star Wars Action News. Coming to you with this week's collecting update. The Darth Maul Sideshow Inclusive Edition is on sale now. You, you can find the link at ReviewStarWars.com that will take you right there to order the Sideshow Maul, and you have until the end of today to order it. Oh, so you have to hurry. After today, the Inclusive Edition go bye-bye, and you have to deal with the Standard Edition. As the saying goes, he who hesitates is toast. San Diego Comic-Con has announced a Another exclusive. This Yay, time, more exclusives! It is a Code 3 sculpted poster. It's some of the mini posters, and it is from the cover of the Marvel comic book. Issue number one. And it's got pink lightsabers and a Han that we thought was Lando. So you may want to pick that up. It's $35. It's Entertainment Earth. You can buy it for delivery. There's 500 available for pickup at the con. I've ordered mine because it's a gorgeous piece. You're lying. No, I'm not lying. I have my order placed. That's not what you're lying about. About. What am I lying about? That it's gorgeous. Alright, so it's uglier than a porcupine's butt. But you bought it anyway? Yeah. It's really god-awful. It's the worst of the Code 3 posters. Honestly, I don't think the original art was much anyway to begin with. No. I, I did not like it with that sun around it. It just What they had to work with, I don't think they had very much there. They... yeah. So I guess they did a good job based on what it is. But it's horrible. It's just bad art, I think, from the beginning. And given that Code 3 really hasn't had any new product announced this year. The last new item they've promoted before this poster was the Darth Vader TIE Fighter announced in December of last year. They've not announced any new product this year. They've not released any new product this year other than that TIE Fighter. This was a bad misstep for a line that doesn't have a lot of support anyway. I've seen a lot of the posters, even the Best Buy exclusive Episode 3 poster, being clearanced. Yeah, and you can pick most of those up dirt cheap on eBay now. Yeah, the ones I paid $25.35 for are down to 7 or $8. And this one, you're not going to be able to give this one away. Except for mine, which I will never give away because it will be mine. Official Picks also has a new printout. It is a clone montage. It's one of those like Time Magazine covers where they have a bunch of photographs making up a larger image. Oh, it's a poster. Yeah. Those are neat. I would like that. And it's free if you go to the Dallas Con or San Diego Comic Con and <laughs> stop by the Official Picks booth. Now we are going to both of those cons. So I'll get a poster. So if you'd like to be involved in an official 
Star Wars Action News get-together, go ahead and drop by our forums. There's threads in there where you can post that you want to be a part of it. We'll be having dinners in both locations because humans require sustenance. Oh, maybe we'll invite other people to join us. Though. We are, and it'll be a good chance to meet other collectors and get to know some people. But that's about it. It's been a quiet week in the world of collecting. It has been, but you never know. Things might pick up soon. Be sure to listen to our podcast, Star Wars Action News, on tomorrow's episode. We have answers from a direct Q&A with Hasbro, a review of the Sideshow General Grievous, and we begin our Collecting in the Outer Rim series where we interview collectors who do not live in the States. So if any Star Wars on direct listeners don't live in the States and collect Star Wars and would like to talk to us, get in touch with us at show at reviewstarwars.com and we can interview you for our show. Au revoir! Bye! Hi, this is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. We're from Star Wars Action News. Download our Star Wars Collecting Podcast at ReviewStarWars.com. You are listening to Star Wars Indirect. And you know what's so awesome about doing a, li- a live show from Polycall right now? We have what? this little about five-year-old playing well, with his first Master Four replica, years old. and he's just like so amazed by <laughs> by got it. Scared. And he actually he brought his own little blaster for like for Star Wars thing. It's it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Anyway, um, all right. So, Ulrich, you have to stop bothering me about Sith Clan stuff when I'm doing my show. Okay, so for the in, in terms of community update, uh, well, I want to congratulate the uh, Panama Fan Force because Panama's Jedi Council, as an official Fan Force chapter, has been recognized uh, by Panama America for their contribution to local fandom and the community at large. Newspaper interviewed Alberto Velarde, uh, and uh, he's the president and chapter representative of the Jedi Council of Panama. Although they incorrectly refer to him as Carlos and Julia Garcia, a fellow member of the, Je- the Jedi Council, in the article they discussed the group's activities, such as the 2005 Jedi Fest and their participation in Celebration 3, as well as their collection. Uh, we also want to mention that uh, Thursday, June 22nd at 6 p.m. Uh, is going to be the P.F. Changs in Thousand Oaks for uh, the Ventura County, California Fan Force meeting. And on the same date, here in Montreal, ladies and gentlemen, we have the ex- one of the few world re-release of Serenity, the movie by Joss Whedon, and uh, you definitely have to come. It's at Con- it's, it's at Concordia Gia de Sev, uh room. There's going to be a there's a pre-screening event with a signing by Will Whedon, who's going to be at uh, w- w- it's actually going to be at the Melange Magic, and there's uh, still a few uh, tickets available for this event. So go to Melange Magic, and then uh, go go get your tickets because there's only a few left. Really. Yeah, I don't have my ticket yet. Well, we'll call in and we'll make something happen. Oh shit! All right, so uh, basically they're about to start the um, the concert here tonight. Yeah, they 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 really are about to start the concert. So Only Darth Vader's left in the basement. Yeah. Wow, well, down in the lobby. Yeah, that's it. So um, soon we're like tonight we're going to be reviewing the the following pieces: Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith main theme. 
The Anakin's Dark Deeds, The Adventure of Jar Jar, Battle of the Heroes, Anakin's Team, The Flag Parade, Duel of the Fates, Across the Stars, Zam the Assassin and the Chase to Coruscant, as well as Lord Sidious and the End Credits. There's going to be a break after the Flag Parade and we're going to be able to talk with a little bit of people who, are, who have been listening to the concert. Uh, some of us have been here for the past two nights now, so that's really great. And uh, sadly enough, we're we're not. You guys are not going to be like listening to the concert with us. Uh, we're not able to actually record the concert. And I think that's just like very you know usual and clear to almost everybody. So I'm sorry about that. But if you really wanted to hear the concert, you just had to be here. But don't worry, we'll uh, we'll check something out, and we might be able to put a, p a few pieces around here. Like especially, Duel of the Fates is uh, is most definitely something that you guys would want to hear, as well as Battle of the Heroes. On this note, um, I think we're going to go to a short break again. Should we go to a short break again? Yeah, we're going to go to a short break again. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be live from the concert from Paula Call at McGill University here in Montreal. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At planetfandom.com <laughs> Alright, and we're back live Paula Call in McGill University and we're just about to uh, shut uh, Darth Vader's breathing up. And uh yep. That's gonna be it's gonna be a good and incredible concert. I mean I can tell you guys are gonna be able to hear it just a little bit in the background, it's gonna be some few of just a little bit of music. And it should start at any moment now. And uh lights are going out. Yeah, the lights are going out, everybody's getting ready. So um the first thing that you're gonna you're you're gonna hear is of course the twentieth century fox fanfare. And that's going to be followed by the main team from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Now, a few of the people are they're closing the doors. And, uh, yeah. So, to talk about the Revenge of the Sith main team, Brian, like, the first time you, you actually heard it and saw it in theaters. Okay, just for anyone who wants to know, I was just a gooey mess of blah when I was watching Re Revenge of the Sith for the first time. Just like... Oh my god, oh, I can't believe it's so good, oh. So that was basically me for the whole uh, first bit of uh, Go on. Um, Revenge of the Sith, so um, yeah. I don't have much to say because I just took it in and it was, such an, it was such an experience with the visuals and the, oh my god, I'm actually here, this is Star Wars Episode 3, holy sh shit <laughs> i can't believe it and whoa, it's like after three years and after all the yeah, all this all the time waiting, it's ah i can't believe it's here and the music and we finally <laughs> come down to this moment exactly it's so overwhelming and uh, all of the arrangements that that uh, you're going to be hearing in the background tonight have been made by um Jocelyn Leblanc. he's the uh, maestro for uh, the orchestra that you're going to be uh, hearing tonight and uh, I've got, yeah, I'm going to have a job to do later on. I'm going to go uh, give a little souvenir t-shirt to uh, one of our, well, to our friend from uh, 
from the OVMF, and it's a beautiful Imperial Alliance t-shirt. So What's a polo? Well, a, a polo, I'm sorry. Polo is different from a t-shirt? Yes, you're right. You're, you're, you're classier than me, Brian. I'm just better. Nothing to do with that. Oh, and they're starting. Yes. Here they go. And uh, I'm pretty sure you can hear the clapping in the background as it stands right now. And um, I can tell you, it's 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 awesome music. It's an awesome arrangement. The 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 old concert is going to be unbelievable. Uh, but to go back to the first piece, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, the main theme, they the the OVMF decided on doing a concert on the prequels uh, just to uh, to be able to you know come back after three years because three years ago they did something on the prequel uh, on the, the the original trilogy, and now they're doing their wonderful their wonderful prequel concert. We're very very happy about that. And uh, the they, they decided to start with the uh, the main theme of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith because it was so awesome. It just came out f last year, and the, the theme is so it comes and gets you. I mean, when you're going to be listening to some of the tune tonight, when you're listening to a, to a concert live, it's amazing because you can actually feel it through your bones and your body. You know, it's they're they're tuning their f their their instruments right now, and um, if you've never witnessed a scout trooper getting stuck in his armor, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Should I take a picture of it, Sebastian? Yeah, you should. <laughs> or or should oh, you missed it. You missed it. Are you still stuck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well. So um, of course we're gonna keep our voice down, but you should be able to hear us without any problems. And um, the the opportunity that we have as a group to actually witness such a concert is is incredible I'm very thankful that uh, that we're being given this opportunity and just to listen to the music is as I was saying earlier you feel it in every bone of your body exactly to the core and um, the Revenge of the Sith main team was chosen because it's exactly that it's just going it gets you to the, the, the end of the bone I mean every time you hear the following music that we're gonna hear in a few seconds uh it's the the the, the fox fanfare it's just it did they start with the fox fox fanfare no they haven't started yet but when when they start with the fox fanfare the, the first thing whichever movie you go to see and you hear the fox fanfare the first thing you think is star wars it's it's automatic and it's it's always incredible and the particular the particularity of the OVMF is that there's there I think like tonight there's one string there's one piano but most of them are wind, ins wind instruments and they have a few percussions but most of it is there's no like violins or anything like that so it's all rearranged to fit with a, mostly a wind uh, a wind partition uh, a wind orchestra and uh, I'm sure I'm sure the people can hear it in the background. Just let me shut up for a second and see if it shows through the the pikes. So basically, that's it. Like we heard that, and then you have the scroll that comes back onto the screen. I was I was totally like tired. They're doing the scroll right now. Yeah, they're doing the scroll right. Well, okay, I'll be right back. No, no, there's there's no visual. It's only the music. But uh, you can just close your eyes and like. That's it. It was like when I first heard the music at uh, 
Okay. When I was when I was listening to, when I was watching Star Wars Episode Three and I like this came in, I'm like, finally, it's like this is it. You know, it's we don't need to wait any longer. We're finally there, and it's all gonna it's all downhill from here. But like, I wish it was a plateau that we've attained, and it's gonna be a strong fandom ever ever until like the next four. To five years at least and we're gonna have fun and then the TV show is gonna come on and everything's gonna be cool again so they they started with the scroll and you have everything that comes back into mind and then you have the entrance the two freaking ships <laughs> that just like come out of hyperspace and they go straight into the like plunge into this wonderful oh, such a beautiful shot that the, the war over Carson it was such it was so amazing and of course there's a sink that crosses the, the the screen and crashes into the ship and no one can see a freaking sh a freaking sink uh, there just you crazy stuff but it's like when you know it's there it's 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 always funny you know but uh it's it's always always very good to get yourself back you know in those moments and the uh when when it goes like that, then you can you can see you know where it goes from the models to the special effects and the guys at ILM doing the jobs in both teams and all that. It's it's always very it comes and gets you. So the uh, the main team from ROTS, I don't think there's there's a lot to say about it except that it's an awesome team to open a concert with for the prequels. And of oh, all definitely. of all three movies, it's the one that really comes to get you because I mean it's straight into like it goes straight into the battle, mi miss of battle, and it's it's really you know what I I just want to say that I'm really disappointed by all the cutscenes that are in there. For those of you who have listened to the who have read the book, who have listened to the audiobook, you know all about what's going on with Obi Wan's fighter after the droids have attacked it and. You know everything that's going on in Anakin's head as well. He's like, I want to show off. I want to be the best. And it's just all these pieces that are missing, you know, from the uh, from the opening credits of of Star Wars Episode Three. That are it's just too bad. And even on the DVDs, they weren't there. They weren't in the cutscenes, which really made me sad because I wish it would have been there. I mean, we understand so much more, like about what happened when they when they basically were flying over the, the ships and when they went for Grievous ship how they got the assignment and all that because they just didn't like got the assignment before they entered hyperspace they got it like when they came out of hyperspace and it was R2 who located the Grievous ship and it's it's just such an <laughs> just listening to this music yeah just <laughs> It's great. It's it. It's great. And it's, it's for the most part, it's only wind instrument. There's like one bass that they got for one of the uh, the, the arrangements that they have here tonight, and uh, they have a few percussions because without it, it, just wouldn't be the same. But we should have gotten a massive like um, extension cord for the sound card, and then we could have gone and like stick the microphone upstairs. Yeah, and then we would have probably been infringing a few laws, and you know. That wouldn't yeah, be good, because it's al already doing a concert like that. Is something it's on the edge of being illegal, sadly enough. Jeez. But 
you know what, it's all rearranged by Jocelyn. And he did an incredible job at, at you know, taking everything out. So, whoever's going to be listening to the archives of this show and of last last week's show, you have to you have to realize that Star Wars is just that big, and that uh, you really got to take into consideration that the fans are out there and people like Justin are doing such an incredible job. They should actually like get jobs at places like ILM and Lucasfilm and like Skywalker Sound most likely for something like the the, the TV show but Justin would never take a job like that because he enjoys too much taking up so many things like that and making them happen yeah definitely I, I, I'm just kind of taking it in right now that's it it's like they're in the ship and they're they're moving towards the Count Dooku's vessel. Oh, so good. There's a lot of talk about the uh, the soundtracks in the chat, right? Danny, Danny st- is, is messaging me that he's still like getting shivers from listening to the music from last night. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. So what are they saying in the chat about the... Uh, well, they're asking uh, well, there's a lot of different editions of the soundtracks, of course. A lot of edition, different editions yep. of the music. And, um, you know, Sebastian, which one do you have? Well, I'm I'm unlucky enough that I only I th- my main the main disc of Star Wars I listen to is the compiled works of John Williams. Uh, that was uh, that was it was actually uh, recorded by the Lond- London Symphonic Orchestra. It's on various Saraband. It's like a few music from all the three first movie, uh, well the original trilogy, and that was really really good. And the uh, the other part, like other than that, what I own is basically the two disc edition of the special edition that came out, and episode one, two, and three, of course. But that's not the ultimate edition. Not the ultimate edition. I I don't own that. It's something I really I really wish I would have uh, taken into consideration because it is uh, it is something good. And yeah. Frasso was telling me all about the the extra things that they were they, they actually put in. Well, and it's like the special edition releases. Rel- that releases. Yeah. There, uh, you hear it's basically the movie on CD. Yeah. Just music. It's great. I really, uh, I really like it. Good. We were listening to it at Metro Video the other day, and I was we had it on the sound system, and we were listening. It was just like uh, we were listening to A New Hope, and it was just everything. Okay. It was so great. Here comes Grievous. <sighs> Grievous is probably my favorite character out of the new movies. Or out of Revenge of the Sith. And he's, his theme was just so well played. in the music and how they play his character works perfectly for me. Yeah. I was sold on the character. Music, image, sound... Just everything goes with Grievous. He's just such a such a jerk. You just wish you had you had two extra arms, don't you? Yeah, I kind of do. Because <laughs> then I could do do the whole like four lightsabers, and you'd be really happy about that. Oh I'm yeah, sure. I would. <laughs> That'd be, I, it'd be expensive. Four master replicas. It would be very expensive. We were actually talking about it with um, one of our with with Pierre, one of our friends, last night, buying two dart malls. And being basically like Grievous, but with two double-bladed lightsabers. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, almost. 
But then you put them on a on an axis and you just like walk around with them turning Jeez. like that. That'd be fucking awesome. Most especially at nine. Hey, you're right, sorry. Yeah, huh, Sebastian? And here comes the end. And the ship just landed and everybody's happy and safe. And yet another beautiful landing. It's <laughs> great. And what's the next piece, Sebastian? Well, we're what's going to happen now is that uh, the two guys are two guys are going to come on stage and they're going to make a little presentation of the uh, OVMF, and um, then there's going to be Anakin Dark's deeds, and uh, it's it's really poignant. Basically, I wish I wish that uh, Jocelyn would be open open-minded to you know having something done with visually to visually enhance the show um he wants everybody to concentrate on the music more than anything else going on around but i've talked to him and we might be working together in the future to actually make a visual show accompanied by the music of the ovmf Very and I, cool. I basically explained to him you can put two guys doing uh, s a lightsaber duel on stage and they can fight and you can hear the lightsaber clash and all that but if you do it to the music of Duel of the Fates, played by a live orchestra, it's just like that thing that brings it over the edge, and that makes it so much better. So that's why, that's why, that's why we're we're in the talk of doing maybe something in the next uh, couple of years. The uh, the next uh, concert of the OVMF should be Harry Potter, and uh, there's there's actually less musicians than at the last concert two years ago. Um, and they're they're much they're much better now. Most of them are, have actually learned to work together m much more, much better. And uh, as I was telling last night, it's like at the last one we had Princess Leia's team, where there was like one really really bad false note that happened, but it was it was so great to to just listen to the music live you know if you if you ever have this opportunity if John Williams goes to Boston and you're part of the Boston fan force go see him live like cut yourself an arm cut yourself a leg sell it on the black market do whatever you have to I don't think legs go for that much a kidney 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 or a lung then they come in pairs so you'd only need one so you know, lungs you have like you have like five uh, six bits or s five bits you okay. like just slice a bit off yeah live a half I do that to go to you don't run upstairs anymore. It's a big deal. You see Star Wars. To go to C4, I'd go. I, I'd do that. Uh, you do a lot to go to C4, aren't you? <laughs> I, actually, I reserved a room in the figure road. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Just to tell you how bad it is. <laughs> and um, so the next one is going to be Anakin Dark Deeds. And what did you think of that moment in Star Wars Episode 3 when Anakin basically turns? Which part of it? Um, you know, when he when he just like chops off the arm of Mace Windu. I was like, Anakin, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't, don't give do it, it. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You don't do it, don't do it. Slice, oh, you idiot. Yeah, that's when oh, that's when he lost oh, it. Now you're screwed. Now you have to become Darth Vader. And and it's also in Episode Two when he goes to the Tusken Raider camp. And he kills them all. Oh, jeez. It's just such like a moment where you're like, no, 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 you idiot. Oh, God, don't do it. Ugh. But what you gonna do? It's, um, 
I really it's it's basically you have to you have to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just too bad. Yeah. It for me it just reinforces further the tragedy of Anakin. I mean you know? There you go, you know, it's like don't do it. And don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, why'd you do it? And then he's walking up the stairs with the five oh first at the Jedi Temple, killing uh. the kids. And here comes this little kid, this little Padawan. Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? And... <laughs> oh, God. Loses so his head. Sad. All the other kids, it's... Like, is it... Do you really believe, Brian, that love could drive a man yeah. to such... Crimes of passion happen all the time, and they're... It's like the percentage of, like, if you're gonna if you're going to be murdered, chances are it's someone you know. Or someone you love, or someone you care about. The more chances, the more chances that you know who your murderer is than some random murderer that you know somebody breaks and you, somebody you know decides that you know sees you on the street and pulls out a gun and shoots you. More chances than someone you know, because there's someone who would be like who would have something against you. Exactly, or they'll know who you are, or something like yeah. that. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I can just see him coming up those stairs. It's orange and yellow eyes. Yeah, it's <laughs> going Jeez. mad. You know, it's it's really taking in. It's sinking in at this point. It's it's just like I want to save the love of my life. The Jedi Council won't help me, so I'm gonna have to do it all by myself. And you know, it's th that particular part. You can feel the sorrow of Padme, you know, because it's as if she, it's as if she knew that she was about to die, giving birth to the child, because of Anakin's ma misdoing and all that. Um, people are asking who's with us. Who's tonight. with us tonight? Uh, well, there's a there's a Dark North from Seth Glenn who's with us tonight. Also from the French show. Also from the French show. There's uh, Stephanie. Yeah, um, Marley. Marley. Marley Kenobi who's uh, who's with us also tonight. Also from the French show, and she's uh, newly added to the staff of on the Seth Clan. There's the president of the Star Wars Imperial Alliance. Uh, David here. David, David Gerard is here. There's Nick Armenti, who's our own Darth Vader, and uh, he actually had a little height to his uh, to his boot. Oh yeah. So I think he's six six now or something like Jeez, that. He's taller than me now. It's uh, he's he's about five five, you know, five six in regular times, but then he puts on it puts on these boots, and that sh shuts him up to the Darth Vader size. It's really really freaky. Audrey's um. Audrey's in Ontario with some friends, and uh, yep. taking we'll a week off. Yep. That's something about the internet. I don't know what the internet is. Yeah. Do you know what the internet is? The internet? Uh, I don't know what the internet is. I don't know me. I know the internet. Apparently, it's in Ontario. Well, Jeez. they have a, they have a lot of things in Ontario. You know? Taco Bell. 
amongst some of the things. They, they have conventions. They have t well, yeah, that's it. They have conventions, and I'm going to mention uh, T Track right here. Uh, they have they've they've just con they've just uh, confirmed a few more guests. Really. And uh, Brian, I think you're going to be like, what? That no. And of course, you know, Adam, Adam Bush is going to be there. Uh, it was Warren Mears from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Amber Burt Benson, who played Tara Mackley in Buffy, she's great. George Takei, Isulu in the original Star Trek, he's going to be there. You go kiss up to him? No, but it's funny because he was in this one episode of uh, from the uh, third rock from the from from the sun. Oh yeah, that's true. The Shatner was on that too. Yeah, uh, Mira Furlan is going to be there. She's on Lost. Michael Shanks. Is gonna be always only gonna be there on Sunday, yeah. And so will uh, Lexa Doig from uh, Andromeda. They're married. She's also on Stargate. Julie Caitlin Brown's gonna be there. Uh, Richard Hatch and Garrett Wong, my favorite character from uh, Star Trek Voyager, Hanson Harry Kim. Very cool. Yeah. And of course, the Masters of Ceremonies is Larry Stewart, my nemesis. No, it's not true. Larry's a very good guy, and he's an incredible MC. And uh, you should definitely uh, show up at T-Trek if you're in Ontario and even Alberta, because, you know what, it's not that far away. And if you're in the States and you're within, like, Wisconsin and, you know, the lakes, general area of uh, of states, you should you should definitely come by because well, it's a great convention. US. Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome convention. <laughs> There's uh, Ikasra in the in the chat who wants to become uh, a design graphics engineer for Set Clan, <laughs> which is kind of funny because we already have one. I'm sorry, um, but who else is here from the Imperial Alliance tonight? We have uh, Mary Cloud, uh, Princess. Well, w no, what's her name? Uh, Marion Solav from the Jedi Council who's there. Yeah. Uh, we also have Andre who's here as an Imperial Guard tonight. We have Phil. Our scout trooper who was uh, stuck in his armor earlier, and uh, we have uh, it's it's Dumbo Dwayne. I don't remember his rank in the uh, corporal. Is a corporal? He's only corporal. So Corporal Bodwain is here with us tonight as Commander Gree, and uh, he did an, a, an incredible job for the radio. He, t he basically took a uh, uh, those back for for rollers for paint for rollers at the dollar store and he that's what it is put it sideways and he give it a little shot of paint and put some electronics and an antenna pop coming out of it and it's an awesome radio it is it looks freaking cool he has like a switch on it yep he was like oh switch me on before I was like really? Mm -hmm. yeah I got lights on there oh cool <laughs> um so that was uh, yep that was good um so the next piece that uh that's going to be interpreted by the uh orchestra now is the adventure of Jar Jar. Brian. Yeah, Jar Jar. I'm cool with Jar Jar. What's your final take on Jar Jar? Yeah, Jar Jar's cool. Small doses. Like we do realize he's the one who caused the rise of Palpatine and he's the one who caused the whole empire to take place and he's pretty much the reason why everything screwed up in the Star Wars universe. And why the old republic died? Um, he saved the day on Naboo. Well, because he was there, they were able to form an alliance. But what would have happened if Naboo had uh, had fallen? Well, you know? the Trade Federation would have ca gained control of Naboo, further screwing things up, leaving Palpatine to an early accession. You think so? Yeah, I'm sure of it. 
because if you had if you you know read anything in Outbound Flight, like yeah. I'm reading now, um, you would be able to glean that from Darth Sidious's plan. Well, that was his plan, and you repeated quite a few times everything is is going accordingly to plan but in the end everything was still going to according to plan because when you play both sides you win both you win you always win yeah well he lost no nah, and yet he died he was killed by his by, by yes, the tool of his yeah, own hands freaking teenagers okay yeah so but ah. when when you watch like back in 99 when you watch the uh, the arrival of the ships on uh, on Naboo, you know that gooey, you know, like uh, blah blah blah, just amazing, amazing, taking it in with the sound and everything. Yeah. Same thing. I was just like in awe. I listened to the soundtrack before, and it was just like this awe. I was just like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went into the theater. It was like <laughs> the whole movie. I was just like a, a drool coming down my face. So much fun. Mm. Uh, but even Jar Jar theme is so playful and fun. It's something kind of like the Ewoks almost, but uh, still very fun. It's a very different though. You really feel the difference between episode one and six. Oh yeah, most definitely. Musically. It's, well it's much richer. Episode one I find is one of the better soundtracks. One of the better soundtracks because it yeah. reflects much more than the, the the bright side and no, not just that. I feel that John uh, Williams was just so inspired by 16 years of no Star Wars. He was like, "Hell, what can I do this time?" That's it. I thought he was just he just had so much fun with it. And there's like the duel, of the fates, and the this theme, Anakin's theme with airs of Darth Vader stuck in there and. Qui-Gon's funeral, it's just, just I think it's a great soundtrack it's pr probably my favorite of the prequels and um, okay let's talk about John Williams here for a few for a few moments uh, you do you do realize that there's a lot of movies still in production that are going to be including tracks from John Williams music um, Jaws Unleashed, did you know they were making another Jaws? No. They're making another Jaws. It's actually done filming. Well, it's a video game. It's a video game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a video game. Okay. And, uh... Um, my, friend, uh my friend Eric and uh, our friend Nick play that. Is it any yeah, fun? Yeah, they love it. They love it? <laughs> yeah, they think it's great. Cool. And, uh... You play Jaws. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you play Jaws? You play Jaws. So you just... You, 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 you go swim around eating things and people and... Cool. It's a very cool game. Um, of course, we have uh, Superman Returns, which is coming out later this month. Uh, and, uh, well, he's doing the soundtrack. Uh, I'm saying that about the movie, not the soundtrack. And to be very honest with you... It looks like poop. Yeah, no, I don't, think it I don't think it looks like poop so far. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I, I'm going to wait until I see it. But the, um, the, the, the thing I was, I was going to say is, in the trailer that they released they they actually had you know the music from Superman 1 playing and I'm like okay that's it if they play the Krypton the the the, the Krypton t theme in an episode in that Superman Returns movie I'm I'm gonna be all for it so I just really can't wait for Personally, it to happen 
I just don't like the Superman mythos. And, you know, now they're making another one, and, it, you know, I looked at the... Tr um, I looked at the trailer, the new one that, that was attached to X-Men 3, and I just wasn't impressed. Eh. I guess it's not for everyone, right? Right. So, um, the next, uh, the next team that they're gonna be playing for us is... I think, I think I'm just gonna shut up for this one, because it's Battle of the Heroes. Mm -hmm. I think I wanna go upstairs. And it's, uh, it's, well, okay, you do that. I'll be right back. Since Brian wasn't here last night. Um, they're going to be playing Battle of the Heroes, and uh, Battle of the Heroes was in Revenge of the Set. And the first, uh, the first time we heard about Battle of the Heroes was in a little video that was released on Star Wars Hyperspace for us members. With, of course, the video that you see on the soundtrack with a DVD. And uh, everybody just, like, basically fell to their knees. I know I did when I saw that for the first time. And with the music it was so strong and just the face to face between Obi-Wan and Anakin was so intense. And the background with Mustafar, the planet back there, that the, the everything in fire, just like Anakin's passion for Padme burning up and his anger burning up as well, you know, it's Mustafar is so representative of that. So, um, I think I'm just gonna let you listen to this wonderful piece of the OVMF, and uh, you can comment about it in the chat room at swendirect.com.
And there you have it, that was Battle of the Heroes by the Orchestre Avant de Musique de Film, a, an army here in uh, Montreal, and uh, that was that was just staggering. And uh, I'm really, really happy that uh, we have this uh, this kind of musical group here, because there's so there's there's so no one there's so not many people doing anything musical in the world, and especially not Star Wars. So I'm very, very, very happy that they're doing something about this, and that uh, I'm really happy that uh, we can. We can be part of it here tonight with you, and um, of course we're we're not gonna be here all night long because we're here's Chewy, <laughs> and of course if it's a presentation that's uh, that's about Chewy, well can tell you a lot because uh, it has absolutely nothing to do with the next uh, the next the next theme, which is Anakin's theme, and uh, so Brian, yes, you're back. I'm back. And how was it? It was great. <laughs> so what's that little wet spot on your pants? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. Myself. There's, I think there's some paper over there. <laughs> so um, that's it. Uh, we're going to be listening next to Anakin's theme. And that's from episode one. And it's a very, you know, it's a very joyful theme. It, it shows the candidity of... Uh, Anakin, when he was such a young kid, you know the innocence. The innocence of of, of the him. word you were looking for is not candid. Naivete. Naivete? I, I'm not sure because candid is innocent, you know. No, candid is truthful. Well, he is. He's I mean, not quite truthful. He is. He mm, was from he, a certain point of view. Well, I mean, he went straight to Padme. And he said, "I'm going to marry you someday." That was truthful. She also laughed in his face. Well, f- yeah, but that's wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, if a ten-year-old came up and, and said that we're uh, well, I, I probably would wait and get there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. And I'm gonna start a movie called Lolita Two. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so I'd have eight years to wait. Uh, I don't think so. Eight. Ew. You're gonna wait till they're eighteen? Not gonna let them grow up a little bit? Eight years will be thirty-three. Three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. It's a little creepy there, boy. A little? A little creepy. Just, Just a little? little bit too creepy for me. I think it's. I think it's a lot creepy if you ask me. But anyway. Off um, the topic of you. The uh, the the main thing I remember about Anakin and Episode One is uh, something I played a few a few shows ago was basically the um, the the choice given to Anakin, you know, by Qui-Gon, will be a hard life, you know. It's not going to be easy to be a Jedi. If that's what you really want to do, we can probably make it happen, but you need to know that it's going to be a very difficult thing, and it's not at all going to be easy. So, I'm I'm really, really happy that, uh, like, Brian, I want your, your opinion, your honest opinion. Yeah. To have a soundtrack wind orchestra like this one here in Montreal, friggin' lucky. And you're enjoying it? Very much so. And you know they're doing at least one concert a year, if it's not two. Uh, they also they also appear in shows in Sherbrooke uh, in some contests from from time to time. So uh, that's a, that's a very good thing. It's and a very cool thing. 
very cool thing. So tell me, Brian, do you think I should just let our listeners listen to the music of this concert after the break? Or should you do, Well, it's up to them, really. So let, let's ask. Like, okay. okay, everybody in the room, do you want to keep listening on to the music? Or do you want us to... Wait, wait, I want to talk about Comic-Con. You want to talk about Comic-Con? I'm going to Comic-Con. Because you're going to Comic-Con. I'm going to Comic-Con. I'm looking at my finances, and I don't think I'm going to be going to Comic-Con. I'm going to Comic-Con. I'm going to be there Saturday and a little bit on Sunday. And a little bit on Sunday? Yeah, I'm not going to be there for Star Wars Day, unfortunately. Okay, so basically, we're, if, if, if I was to go to Comic-Con, we wouldn't be able to do a Star Wars on Direction live from there with you. Yeah, we would. Not on, not on Friday, Saturday. Saturday on, s- on Saturday night. Not on Sunday yeah, night. Not on Sunday night. Do you, do you think that's something that our listeners could uh, work with? A Saturday night show? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you think it's that's up to them? We should. They should send us an email. Do you think it's something week. that Arnie and Marjorie? Do you think it's something that Arnie and Marjorie are? Definitely. I think I've been talking a lot with Arnie. Have you? Yes, I have. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, I, don't worry, Seb. Don't worry. I'm not selling our secrets and all. <laughs> not yet. I'm, I'm getting you a good off. price. I'm gonna get a good price. A good price. Sixty for me, forty for you. Okay. Sixty forty. Sixty forty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opening act now. Nah. Biatch. <laughs> if you were the opening act, you would be like ninety. I get ninety. You get ten. <laughs> and there's uh, there's Danny's like um, yes, <laughs> let us listen to the music. <laughs> you want to listen to the music, or do you want to just do a Saturday night show at Comic Con? Yeah, you have to be like a little bit more precise, there, kids. Um, we're going into the entrects very soon, very very soon. Um, I want to mention I want to mention to Matab that uh, if your girlfriend wants to play when Star Wars Direct is live. And that you love your girlfriend and that you want to keep it, you might want to, you know, take care of your girlfriend. As for downloading the uh, soundtrack, Wind Orchestra music, I'm sorry, it's not available online. And I'm very doubtful it will ever be, you know. It's not something that's... Uh, it's not something that's uh, out there. And uh, So uh, just to recap here, send us an email f- um, for... San Diego Comic Con, if what you would prefer. Yeah, should I really like plunge deep into my pockets and make my way to San Diego Comic Con, or should he be good? Or should I be good and make sure that next year I'm at C4 and uh, everything's fine and fun and and we can pay for the server every month. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's not a problem. It's uh, <laughs> it's actually getting in, getting. It's to actually LA. have a s- yeah. Well, get going to LA. Yeah, we're we're probably gonna do something special. <laughs> All I right. Hope so. so the next piece that uh, you're gonna be listening to in the background is a very, very like, re- like, recognizable piece that uh, most people recognize most of the time because it's such a cheery piece. It's called the Flag Parade, and for those of you who don't remember what that piece is, it's when it's before they start the pod race and they have all the flags being walked down. See. It's very recognizable. See, you should take a picture of that. It's a ballerina. <laughs> ballerina Gree. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I got him. Hey, Dom, you want to put on the helmet for a second? Alright, this is uh, TC7210 reporting for duty, sir. 
Alright, so Mr. Baudouin, you um you've been listening to the first part of the concert. Yes. So what do you what do you think of it? I think that uh, this is, uh, as a matter of fact, it's the first time I hear an, uh, an orchestra performing um, Johnny Williams pieces, mm-hmm. um, and I think they they're doing a really re- really great job. It's very enjoyable, um, except I think that the uh, the parents with the you know the five six year old kid definitely should have left the children at home. It's there's no lightsaber action on the scene on the stage, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate some kids are talking and it's a bit disturbing, but the uh, you know. Musicians are uh, fantastic. So you're really happy with the turnout of the concert so far? Yeah, they're. You know what? Uh, for um, what we would consider to be, uh, you know, pop culture music, there's a big turnout. You know, typically, uh, I would have assumed anyway that uh, that uh, musicians of this caliber would be playing. You know, Chopin, Vivaldi, uh, Mozart, you name it. Not, yeah. not John Williams. And yet they're doing all all sort of soundtrack music. So yeah, yeah, it's really great, and it's recognizable too. You right away you you recognize the piece, you know, especially when you're familiar with the films. Yeah, and just for you, just so you know, they they've they've been they've actually done some aliens music in the past. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard uh, such, and um, I'm hoping uh, for a repeat uh, repeat offense to come <laughs> in with an excuse to wear my uh, colonial marines armor. All right. Well, we're gonna make sure we'll we'll keep you up to date with that. Absolutely. So I'm gonna let you go suit up back because uh, the break is coming up after That's this. That's right. I'm gonna put my pants on. So go put your pants on. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Nice talking to you. So uh, basically, that's it. The um, see, it's just like Dom is saying. It's the uh, the orchestra is very is very good, and it's it's really rare for something of such you know John Williams to be played by such orchestras because most of them will usually be playing something like Mozart, Chopin and you know going for the higher people the higher grounds of uh, well the older stuff really yeah the not as much the contemporary uh, the more classical music yeah <laughs> and we have uh, we have Andre our imperial guard who's mimicking being a maestro and uh, if he was to do that with his force bike, that would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be scary. <laughs> he's really happy because he got new gloves today. I brought him new gloves. So he's going to be dyeing them red. And he's going to be really, really happy. <laughs> uh, such a good feeling to be here. Isn't, it's like, isn't there such like a, a Star Wars feel to it? Such a Star Wars feel. All right. Well... Sebastian. Yes, Brian. The break is coming up. The break is coming up. Yes. Will we see their listeners on the other side? Yes, we will see the listeners on the other side. So basically what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go for a small break for about a minute. And we'll be right back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. 
From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. So uh, we're back live from uh, Paula College, McGill University here in Montreal, and we're live from the uh, Soundtrack Wind uh, Orchestra and uh, uh, concert, and basically it's a Star Wars concert, and Martin, sing civil. Yes. <laughs> Be good, boy. Be good. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's all I can say, man. <laughs> it's been two years since I've seen these guys at work. Okay. And it is a pleasure and an amazement to see how much they've grown as an orchestra. Yep. And as, like, you can see them totally focused. Uh-huh. Like, the one, the one critique I had originally when they did the original Star Wars uh, the 4, 5, and 6, yeah, the four, five and six. shows I felt that they were good overall as an orchestra even if the trumpet section sort of lacked or okay. wasn't up to par with the rest of the orchestra. Uh-huh. Well he uh, the um, Sylvain. Sylvain the orchestra leader yeah. Jocelyn. Ha- Jocelyn, sorry, has uh, I don't know what he did but These guys are, like, so tight now. It is amazing. They are the tightest part of the orchestra now. Like, Yeah, they're all working together. They went from really one shows. end of the... S- they went from one part of the performance, or uh, at one end of efficiency, let's say. Yeah. And they're at the other end right now. Like, they're the tightest part. They ha- they pulled off the, um, the piece where it's the Battle of the Heroes, where yeah. Anakin and... Obi-Wan duel? Yes. That is not an easy part, let me tell you. Yeah, especially the... And they were, like, blowing through it, and just, like... And at the end, they had leftover breath and spit. (laughs) 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 Because anybody who's tried to blow sound out of a a trumpet knows knows what what happens. (laughs) And I have to say, the group is... The group is so focused and strong... Yeah. That whenever a piece ends, people just, they're dumbfounded. The, they're, they're just like, is it, is that it? We done yet? It, they just, it, they're just like dumbfounded. It's like, there's a sh- hush in the in the, the, the room yeah. at the end of a piece. People are like, whoa. <laughs> it's very strong. And I think it just brings to focus the fact that, you know, out of all, out of all the entire series... The whole Star Wars saga, the one consistent element out of it all was the music. That's the one part that nobody can say, eh, you know, it was so Yeah. No, it's up there all the time. John Williams produced. He, you know, he, he was asked to give it all, and he gave it all. And it comes through. I mean, even even when it's not him doing it, you know, his legacy sort of moves on because yeah. w- when so many people get together to well, play his peop- music. There's a few people, there's a few pieces that have been rearranged in well, there. Of course they have. They yeah. have to because a lot of George Williams, uh, John, John Williams, pardon me, John Williams' music includes chords, strings, yes. and there are no, there's one cello. There and actually it's a bass. 
Yeah, it's not a cello; it's a bass. It's a bass in there, and he, and it's there for punctuating elements, and that's all it is. There's other, other than that. There's the piano, which is a string or uh, instrument. Well, you could yeah. say it's a percussion. It's a percussion string instrument. You know, it, yeah. the debate is still out on that one. For anyways, going on for uh, eons. That being said, this is all an all brass band. You know, it's got the classic elements of a brass band with the side uh, uh, percussion. Uh, accoutrements you can you you could say but overall he, he's pulling off stuff that i don't think george william would, would even dare do john williams john williams would he i don't think he would even dare do yep. stuff like that if he was told that this guy's doing this i'd like to see his reaction to this <laughs> <laughs> well, i would honestly like to see john williams reaction i'd love to see john williams reaction to the music as he, as he's listening to it because yes. the, the music that Justin is rearranging for his orchestra, for his harmony, is it's so amazing. It's the way the way it's being done. It's it's really really good. And uh, well, Commander Gree is all kinds of popular here. Yes, yes, <laughs> he's uh, he's very much popular and nicely done, I should say. <laughs> so Too bad you didn't bring the webcam, man, because so there's yeah, a lot to be seen here. So when are we going to see your uh, your wiki? <laughs> Honestly, I'm scared to all hell of making a Wookiee costume. Just because I'm afraid I won't do it right, you know. Well, the that's thing, the one the thing, thing I'm I don't want to screw up. The thing I'm afraid of is that you're going to take a, a second personality and you're going to... Yeah, I'm just going to get too much into character and just scare myself. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like the, the amount of kids that's here tonight is really more, much more kids... Than that was there last night. Well, you know what? Today is Father's Day, and I think it punctuates very well the fact that Star Wars is now a family thing. Before it was a kids thing, now it's a family thing. You know. Yeah. Like there were there was the odd family Star Wars, the the odd Star Wars family, I should say. But now it's pretty much with the prequels. That's what the prequels did. It basically rounded out the whole experience for the entire family. Some might agree, like that. Some might not. But yeah. that's how it is that's it what do you think of the choices of the pieces that were played in the first uh, first part of the, the concert I mean some stuff like you know the, the, the RTS opening that's awesome Anakin Dark Deeds oh gives you chills god they went they basically slammed us right from the get go yeah they got us in a chokehold and didn't let go of the entire first part well then they give you like the adventure of Jar Jar which is actually an arrangement of two 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 uh, yes two it was pieces. actually nicely done because it's the Trade Federation Embargo, M embargo yeah. mixed in with the Jar Jar element, which is nicely done because it covers the basics. Yeah, it covers the whole Gungan Naboo issue, which is what started the whole story. You know, and then of course they get you back with Battle of the Heroes. Whoa, that one man is like. Whew. I sent Brian up for this one because <laughs> we you wanted to go. Oh, jeez, it's one that really like has to be listened to, and when you can see the the the. The the actual the 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 vibe that comes off mm -hmm. the harmony the orchestra oh. it's they are it's so amazing. tight now I can't even describe how tight they've become in two years yeah they are really really tight and if you don't know what tight means in an orchestra it they're playing as one that's it that's what they're doing they're they, they're really playing as as a full uh, uh, just as of one the forces with the oh big time the forces <laughs> uniting them all the way big time baby all the way oh and I have to admit that the MCs yes much better than the original two they had before 
Okay. They punctuate well the elements, and they're not. They're still a bit silly, but they're not dumbass silly. My my question is like I've seen the the MCs. I I mean I have probably find that they really put Star Wars to a you know funny and okay. but for this is so one mm -hmm. this gun with a more no it's dark. Yeah. So you need some lines to give both the orchestra and people in the crowd a moment to breathe. I mean, I'm emotionally absorbed by a lot of these pieces, and yeah. I can only imagine how you must have to become absorbed into it to actually give it out. The crowd, you know, as is, you really have to live, it. you have to live through, uh, the emotions of the. Otherwise, you're not delivering emotion. So you have to go through the process in order to have other people the process. That's my opinion of, you know, true musicians live their music, and these guys are like really living it now because it's come out really, really strong. And I have to admit, there was a nice little. Um, for the uh, the on the the on act, uh, you just hear Luke, Luke, I am obviously, but he says Luke, I am your father. Oh, give me a happy Father's Day, a happy Father's Day. <laughs> that was a nice touch, you know. I it brings to, it brings home the idea of I really uh, uh, like the fact that this is done on Father's Day. I yeah. mean, it's a great opportunity. It's an, it's a father-son yeah, it's a binding event because yeah, you know, because even if. Like fathers and sons, there's a stories. Like a Matawan and his plan. There's a father-son relationship going on this you know, because a Padawan basically get all to his previous life because something else, father figure, otherwise can't go through with it. So yeah, it's an undertone the entire tonight. I kind of like it. You're really enjoying yourself, far? Yes, big time. And here's a message again to people hanging out there. If you're not sure about going to see orchestra music? Go, go. It is. It gets you in the pit of your stomach and just makes you warm all over. That's it. Um, we've I got. Mean, I mean, when it goes off, I get shivers down my spine. We have. Uh, we have one. We have one of our our friends who's saying should you should wait for the second part. They're they're going to be playing Zamdiasin and Chase Two Percent. Now that's going to be really really tight. Well, it is a hard piece to play. It's a hard to play. It's moving. It, I, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Because, you know, there's this, when we were listening to the Underground soundtrack came out, and, you know, you hit first, and that's close the opening, and then s here comes the second one, and listening to it, it's like, I recognize John Williams. Was that a lead guitar? What the fuck? Where did that <laughs> came from? <laughs> and, you know, you're really just wondering what's going on. Yeah, well, he's trying new things, you know. Yeah. He was criticized for doing stuff like that, adding the synthesizer and stuff, but... If used well, you know, it can punctuate elements. And, you know, you are in the bowels of Coruscant. So, you know, it's sort of a rockier, heavy aspect to it that's kind of interesting. Actually, that's one of the pieces of that... That's one element of that piece that I kind of uh, enjoy. The, the electric guitar and stuff. What I really don't like is the... That goes on everywhere and the weird yeah, the high-pitched noises in that piece. Those kind of... Harass me a little, but you know. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you discover what I'm, happens. I'm with curious the to see how they they'll translate this, because uh, obviously they can't produce it with uh, yeah wind instruments. But otherwise, you know, can prove to be very interesting. And it's really nice to see the appeal these shows have. You know, you know, like when we're gonna hit SFX in September, there's gonna yeah. be a show called uh, Video Games Live. That's right. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm really is, excited about is this. Is Brian coming? Nah, well, I asked him. He's not I'm sure. I'm not sure yet. Anyways, so I've got an extra ticket, so, you know, it's one of you guys that gets in. Whoever's going to be nicest to me. 
<laughs> oh, I might win. <laughs> yeah, because you'll suck dick, I won't. I thought we were supposed to stay clean. Oh, shit. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, I'm being a good boy. I don't want this to go on record. Oh, Brian, I found a t-shirt for you. Really? What does it yeah, say? It says, Parental Advisory, Course Language. Oh, awesome. I really need to find you that get you that t-shirt. Well, you've seen my icon on the stars on direct form. I know, but the t-shirt, you know, now you'll have the t-shirt. <laughs> what, a t-shirt that's like a t- It's the parental advisory. No, it's not. No, I thought it was a T-like Superman for turret boy. Ooh, turret boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, ouch. That's low. Well, that's what we agreed on in Ottawa after all. Yeah, somewhat, yes. It was, uh, but it was dude, what happens in Ottawa is supposed stays, to stay in Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay. You know. All right. So you're going to go sit back and you're going to be listening to Duel of the Fates. Oh, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> you're going to be listening <laughs> to Across the Star, which is a live team from Attack of the Clone. I like it. It's a bit sobby, but I like it. And then, of course, you're going to be listening to Zam the Assassin and the Chase through Carson. Mm-hmm. And that one, I'm the darkest. The darkest, th- the darkest theme of them all, Lord Sidious. Ooh. And then the end credits. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they're going to repeat as the encore. Last night, thank you, last night they did actually three encores. Whoa. Whoa. Three? And I can tell you that two were Star Wars, and there was another one. And I'm not, I'm just teasing you. You silly, silly tease. I can tell you that... What's like, the theme? There, there's, there's swords involved in that. Oh, <gasps> you bitch! No, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my god! I'll wet myself. <laughs> I'm sure I will. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> what, what, what? Is this like Lord of the Rings? No. Ah, oh, damn! But <laughs> it has a medieval twist to it. Highlander? No. Uh, Excalibur? No. <laughs> you're really going like, <laughs> you're far away now <laughs> Robin Hood nope Men in Tights oh uh, The Princess Bride no <laughs> however no, let's I'll stop we'll just run I'll through the however, entire thing and still not get it there, there is a character in The Princess Bride um, <laughs> they could have done really well in that movie I can tell you that in oh, as long as it's not Chitty Chitty I Bang can, Bang I can tell you that <laughs> James Earl Jones also has a connection to that anchor that mysterious anchor oh that's Ooh. a really good hint. Well, yeah, it's a big hint. <laughs> 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 oh, my legs are killing me. Ah. All right. But, so yeah, it's a it's really awesome show. If, uh, anybody who's listening, if you ever get the chance to have a, an orchestra rendition of the Star Wars music or any orchestral music movie, yeah. it just takes you back into the movie all the way. I mean, I would love... What I, you know what I really would love? Is if an orchestra would do a Superman because this is John Williams again, and the Superman theme just they gets did my skin crawling. They did a superhero concert. They and did. They had the Superman team in, in it. Ooh, I mean, I need to get me that. <laughs> yeah, there's another ten bucks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very well invested ten bucks actually. Trust Still, me. Still, you know, it's been an expensive weekend. <laughs> yes, but it's uh, they did the Superman team, and I was I was sitting. Up and on the balcony, and I was just waiting for that team because I'm a big Superman fan. Oh yeah, well you must have freaked out when the teaser came online for and the new movie. Well, the it's first so well done. That's what I was telling uh, Brian. The first teaser with the mu- the, the oh. Krypton team. Oh. I'm like, that was awesome. I swear, my hair, you. the hair on my arms just fell off. And in the <laughs> second one, in the second, in the second teaser, when he's Whoop. just flying over the city, yeah. and you hear the. Like, 
Yeah, you know what? I gotta go back because it's yeah. about to start. It's so about to start back. I so love you guys, but I gotta go. That's Take all right. Care, Martin. <laughs> Have fun. All right. And uh, you know what? It's it's already like 20 to 9. So we should be closing the show. So what I'm going to do before they start back is I'm going to close the show. But then I'm going to come back and I'm going to let you listen to the music of this wonderful orchestra. So Sebastian, I want to do some announcements first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I really want some fan participation here. We got. Oh, by the way, thank you for the Japanese fan who actually uh, registered himself to our uh, our frapper. Woohoo! Good job. Um, also, I just like to ask people to send in their comments for the two next coming up subjects, which is Champions of the Force. I know it's been delayed. Uh, that's next weekend, uh -huh. so on the twenty fifth of June, and then. Of course, we're doing Betrayal yep. on the 2nd of July. Um, after that, I, I can't confirm anything. Let me just double check, see if I can confirm anything. Um, we're going to do... Uh, yeah, yeah, we need comments for Betrayal because I can't go too far into the future after uh, July 2nd. So July 2nd will be Betrayal. After that, uh, we'll give you an update as soon as we can. So send in your comments for Champs of the Force, uh, Miniatures Expansion, and as well as the first legacy of the Force book, Betrayal. Right, Sebastian? So um, right. lots of good stuff coming up in July. Like um, We're going to have something about Comic-Con. Definitely, definitely something about Comic-Con. Uh, the Summer Cons are coming up, so we're going to be hitting those. Of course, I'm hitting the big one at Comic-Con, and Sebastian's hitting T-Track. We're hitting SFX at the end of the summer. Um, yeah. Well, we're hitting we're hitting the we're hitting know. the cons in. I uh, don't know SFX Dragon Con. Well, you know, if I don't go to Comic Con, I could probably go to Dragon Con. It's true. It's true. It's and true. you'll miss video games live. That's the thing. I'll miss video games live, and I said. And you'll miss Shatner and Nimoy. Yeah, well, that I don't care. <laughs> See, I do. All right. So, um, comments. You've been over that. Yep. Uh, send your comments, questions, anything. Feedback. We love feedback. All right. So, of course, Brian, if people like the show, what should they do? Um, to talk about it around themselves. Talk to all their friends. Spread the word about Stars on Direct. And do like our dear, good friend, Dark Moose did. Plug us on your blogs. Plug us on message boards. Tell people about us. Thank you, Dark Moose. Very much appreciated. We love you. Okay? We love you at Star Wars on Direct. Um... If you have any comments about the show or would like to make a suggestion for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swindirect.com or leave us a message on our blog or on our message board. All available through uh, com. To become a partner or a sponsor, send an email to info at swindirect.com. We have lots of great partners. Yes. And sponsors. Such so as? Such as? FederationToys.com, Star Wars Action News, the great, uh, news the great podcast by Ernie and Marjorie, SitClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which is now the Podcast Entertainment Network. We're getting our way around getting our, uh, our, our show back on there, out there. Uh, and, of course, Sideshow Collectibles. Thank you so much for all the great stuff you're sending, you, you sent us. So uh, pretty. Susan, I, I, I spoke to Susan uh, this week, and uh, she's really thrilled. She won the contest, and she can't wait to get her Vader in the mail. So um, it's coming. It's coming. It's on soon. our way. 
And of course, uh, thank you to all of our partners in the bloodonline.com, Geekcore Radio, Star Wars Aficionados, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, where you can also find Trek Wars the Furry Conflict audio drama, AnakinAndHisAngel.com, Nerf-Urder-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate Message Board, and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio. All of these links are available at StarWarsWithZ.com. And all of the links that I just mentioned are also available to our website at www.swendirect.com. Now, I want to remind you that the site might go down for a few days, and the site will be up. The, f- the show might be down for a few weeks, though, because it will depend on like server issues that we might be experiencing so I will get definitely back to you on that and uh, now they're about to uh, to begin the uh, concert again and I'm gonna let uh, Brian go sit upstairs because the, that's one piece that you have to go listen to okay. we, we have to speak after alright I've got some ideas alright I don't wanna let them go into the ether alright so you know what we're just gonna let you listen to the music so thank you very much for listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. How very cool. We're just taking them off. Are they going to hear us talk? Can they hear us talk like this?
there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was <laughs> wow. <laughs> the oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Did you notice Martin during during <laughs> the duel of fate was just like following I the didn't tempo? I didn't see Martin. He was Where was he the tempo. He was right across the aisle from us. He was following the tempo with his finger on his. <sighs> uh, he was really. He's really taking it. <laughs> oh, I knew he would. I spoke with him this afternoon. Uh, uh, rather this morning. We were talking about mess, and I was like, dude, are you coming to the concert? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I want to come. What time is it? I told him what time it was. He's like, yeah, if I can, I'm going to come. Ah, oh, it's good times. Good times. All right. Are we recording this and put it in the podcast? Yes, it is. It's, oh, okay. it's being recorded. Okay. And uh, the next piece is going to be Across the Star. And I'm actually going to stay with the folks uh, for, for the next few pieces. Um, I will actually be... Do, 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 do. I'll be leaving during the Lord Sidious piece. Oh, you want to go sit for that? Because no, it's because I have some uh, I have some master of ceremonies type uh, stuff to do. For what? Stuff to do after after Lord Sidious. So, yes. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, it's right before credits. It's just before the end credits. Yes. Okay. Ah, uh, yelling shit. What's what are they playing now? And right across now. the stars. Yes, you know the what I found across the stars. They they made the sing they made the single for uh, for Attack of the Clones. My, yeah. my favorite single. You know I I duel the fates. Yeah, Jesus. well you were expecting f- expecting something with a little bit more tempo or a little bit more yeah something a little bit more energy and stuff. But like it wasn't bad. Okay, it Brian, just Brian, you're in love now. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you something that's gonna be sounding very very weird. Okay. Okay. It's I want you to like go sit upstairs. And I want you to listen to the music, and I want you to think of the person you love. Think about Adrian? Trust me. Okay. It's going to sink Because that's what I did last night. I, I was thinking about the person I love the most. Your mommy? No. <laughs> Far away from that. Anyway, I was thinking about the person I love the most yesterday, and I was taking in the new arrangement of Across the Star by Jocelyn Blind. It's Is it good? I could see myself kneeling. Did you bust no, but I could see myself kneeling and asking her to marry me. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, that sappy bastard. Where are those girls that like the sappy bastards? Because I, I got know. one right here. He needs a woman. <laughs> and you know what? You can tell him to do anything. He'll do it. I'm pink. I'm not even going to compare how pink I am to, uh, like, to compared to what, but so pink. Pink what? So. Pink, like... So are we going to close out the show uh, bef- after Sidious or uh, before Sidious? Well, pretty much the, sh- the show's closed now. We just so we just say goodbye and that's it? Yeah, that's it. Ooh, look at this, Sebastian. Superman Returns, the, the, the latest... Uh, Promo screenings. <laughs> yeah. Click here to chance or win. Yeah. I'm going to enter. Can you send me the link? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think it's tied to our IP, so I'll enter one here. And then when we each get home, <laughs> we can enter one from home. <laughs> I think you have to be registered with Canada.com. That's Do you think so? Yeah, I'm sure it is. What is my password? Good question. Yeah, just start thinking and let it sink in. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's done. I'll shoot you the link. Two tickets to the Montreal Grand Prix. I bet I could trade that in for something. 
there. I'm gonna put it in the chat, Sebastian, because I'm a lazy bastard. I want everyone to win. I've actually won tickets through uh, the Gazette and win t movie tickets. Don't enter if you're not in Montreal. You're just pissing me off. <laughs> That's true. You and your guests must be able to attend, attend all three days of the event. I can't. I'm working. I'm working on Saint Jean Baptiste. I'm sorry. I am working. What well, you're going to meet Saint Jean Baptiste? You're going to be making a lot of money. You, you, no, yeah, double, double eight fifty eight eight dollars. Sixteen dollars an hour for five hours. Eh? See, I'd be making that anyway, whether I worked or not. What can I say? Uh, yeah, you know what the funny thing is about Superman Returns? I can talk during that piece. Just listen to it. Yeah, we are. Hey, you can put on the helmet if you want. Yeah, we're still on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where'd you get your t-shirt? Cool. So, how you digging the concert? Oh, great. It's fantastic. It's like... It's like listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. It is. So How'd that you, when you're sitting, you know, in front of that entire orchestra, yeah, the music is somewhat projected differently than through like the speakers that you're listening to. Even yeah, it's for like sure. I mean, it, it's uh, especially when you see the woodwinds, you know, draining the spit out of their instruments. It's like it's a total, it's a whole life experience, man. It's like it's a lot more. It's a lot more different than watching, you know, Hayden Christensen and you know whoever like beating the crap out of each other with lightsabers. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun because you can sort of like visualize in your head, you know, the scene relative to what you've heard and if you remember it and what's going on on stage. It's, it's mm -hmm. nice. Uh, How'd you like uh, all the kids that were uh, huddling around you during the break? Well, they um, they seemed a bit more open to it uh, during. The you know, during the break, then when we first started, when they first started, like all freaked out, "Daddy, I don't want to get close." But now, you know, they seem to be in the mood, and then they get closer, and they come see. You know, what's your name? You know, and I had to ask some kid, "Well, what do you mean, my real name or my name in the movie?" You know, he goes, "Well, your name in the movies." Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who you are, you dumbass. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so because I ha my character is, you know, is is seen for a very brief moment I have to explain look well I was on you know the Wookiee planet and you know I was Yoda's commander until uh, my head gets chopped off you know so so because you, know, so you turn evil 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 so um, of course you know you can't see that but you know anyway um, what, was I gonna, what was I going to say yeah so yeah so every 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 time I explain that story they say oh yeah you get your head chopped off well that's bad and I got yeah well, I, thanks a lot Yoda What do you think of the MCs? Um, they're there to entertain in between songs, I guess. They're doing their job. I think some of their acts are a little bit... Cheesy? Not cheesy, but I think insulting, actually. Um, it's... What can I say? I mean, if we, if we were fans, I guess it would probably be a lot better. But... You know, I got a bunch of nobodies dressed up in rubber Yoda masks. It's kind of, it's kind of silly. But, but then again, what we do is silly too. So I guess we have to take it's it in stride. It's not silly. It is. It is. We're it's fun. Silly to someone is fun to someone I'm else. A Thirty-four-year-old man who gets dressed up in plastic and you know walks around and gets scuffed knees and whatnot just because I'm wearing tight stuff and like constantly worrying about my god, are my parts coming off? Are they on okay? You know. It's didn't think I'd be doing this at this age. So, is this your first Star Wars costume? Um, yeah, it actually no, it's not officially. My my first costume was uh was a Dark Jedi outfit that I wore at um at Empire Con one, and it was a retrofit from a previous Klingon costume actually. So, <laughs> uh, but it's my first uh, my first clone, yeah, and I already have plans on making Clone Two and Clone Three. Uh, I want to make Very a cool. yeah. I'm gonna make a galactic marine, uh, but a desert galactic marine. Cool. With my disruptive digital pattern style uh, camouflage. 
So it's going to look awesome. And I also would like to make a, an arc. Ooh, an arc. Yep. Arcs are very cool. Yep. Those are my future plans. Y no more RCs, though. It's only Sebastian who's... Why, why am I the only one who wants to be an RC in Montreal? I don't know. But it's it's on its way. It's, it's on its way. I got pieces and all that, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to finally seeing your uh, completed outfit. That'll be... Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, fun to see you wear other than that uh, Jedi costume you so love to wear. Yeah, but I can move into Jedi. it. Well, you can sit down in it, too. <laughs> you can't sit down. You're having such a hard time. You're, like, perched on the edge of your seat halfway. Actually, they're, they're, you can't sit, and if you drop something, you, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, sort of a squat kind of thing you got to do, and I know you can't you see me do this. Split the you got to split your legs open. And Luckily, I've got a very uh, stretchy, um, um, uh, what is it called? What is that fabric called? The, uh, oh, spandex. the spandex. Spandex, thank you. Lycra spandex. Uh, made by uh, some kind of sweatshop in China. It's very, it's very, it's nice and stretchy, and I can sort of maneuver pretty well with it. And uh, I got it for less than a song, forty bucks. When I hear people talking about getting, oh yeah, I paid only hundred bucks for my suit. Well, I paid forty bucks, and it's full head to toe from my from my toes to my my fingers. I don't need gloves or socks or anything. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, head to toe. It's actually um, a retrofitted um, sex suit, I guess. <laughs> a retrofitted sex suit. Yeah, it is. I mean, they sell it on eBay as a as a fetish suit. And um, a fetish. That's, suit? that's right. It is. When you go on eBay, it actually the, the, you see a guy wearing it, like lying down on a couch, sort of like George Costanza doing the sexy pose thing, and his face is totally covered. And I wrote them an email. I said, "Well, look, can you make this suit with an open face?" You know, as I don't really need it for a fetish wear. And it's a no problem. So they how did they you find it? eBay. Just no, no, but how did you first luck into the fetish suit? It's it's sold as a fetish suit on eBay. If you do a search, um, no, but how did you luck in to realize that it, that you were looking for a fetish suit? I wasn't looking for a fetish suit. I was looking for a, a body okay, suit. Okay, so it's a you look body what suit. I, yeah, well I did a search for body suit, suit on eBay. I did body. Uh, did a search. My voice. Your what would you like? Your to voice do? is too low. Is too high. Too high. Yeah. Okay, so lower, lower your voice. If I talk like this, would that be okay? Yeah, you can put the microphone closer. How's this? That's good. Okay, so uh, yeah, so I did a search for uh, bodysuit on eBay, and uh, the the cheapest one I found was out of China, and it, it's it sells as a uh, as a uh, as a as a sex fetish suit. Strange. Yeah, and, and and they even have a model that has a a sheath that you can sort of put your tool in. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. So anyway, the the funny part of, of once I got the suit, I I, s I gave them a, a positive feedback. You know, great great item. Thank you very much. And I never got a, a feedback back. And a month later, I said, "Well, are you ever going to give me my feedback?" My reply was, "Most of our buyers don't like to get feedbacks because don't want to be associated with the sale of this item." And I said, that's fine. I'm not embarrassed about the suit at all. You can leave me my positive feedback. So I actually <laughs> had to ask for my positive feedback. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, Danny, which Danny's saying is the Zam Wessel song in the background. Yes, it is. Now, which summer cons are you going to, Dom? Uh, T-Trek in three weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dragon Con, of course. You're not going to... You're a Star Trek fan, though. You're not going to come to SFX to see Mr. Shatner and Mr. Nimoy? Um, he says know, that with such an ass-licking way. It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you should say that because I originally was a Star Trek fan before being a Star Wars fan. Um, but 
I don't know. I, it, for me, I've, the Star Trek thing, it's, I've been there and I've done that. I've seen so many Star Trek stars now. And I haven't seen those two, actually. I've never met Nimoy and Shatner. And uh, now that you mentioned it, those two guys in one room, one place, I think would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's basically why I'm going. What's the date on that? Uh, it's uh, 1, 2, 3 same, September. Same, same date as Dragon Con. It's the same time. Oh. Yeah. Well, unless I can split myself or clone myself, I guess, no. Because I'm, it's, for me, unfortunately, it's full steam ahead for Dragon Con because it is, it is, I mean, you've all heard it before, it's the 20th anniversary of Aliens and it's the biggest assembly of uh, Colonial Marines. Oh, that's what it is. I really can't miss that. No. Not even Shatner and Nimoy can tear, you tear away me away from that. that. Sorry, no, no way. <laughs> uh, I can understand that. But thanks for breaking my heart, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> Enjoying every second of it. Well, not every second. So I'm sort of late. Uh, what's tonight's topic? The show. The concert, basically. The, con- the concert, okay. Basically just talking about the music we're hearing and the event. Okay. Too bad we couldn't get a mic out there and have the audience Well, hear you it. can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it really well. The audience can hear it really well. And the Zam Wessel interpretation, the arrangement, they did it totally without the guitar. And they just like basically cut cut out the, gu- the guitar part and it still comes off really, really awesome. I had no idea there was a guitar in there's electric any, guitar. any Star Wars soundtrack. As a matter of fact, there's a lady on a piano who struck a few chords and it's... It's so drowned out. You don't really know what all the instruments are. I mean, yes, you hear the strings because mm-hmm. they're so violent. You hear the, you hear the uh, percussions because they're so violent. But you know, you don't never notice. You know, well, a guitar or a piano. The guitar's the guitar. That the guitar is very noticeable. Yep. It has a very. It's very striking. I guess I have to go back and and listen to that. But um, yeah, my my hats off, even though it's on right now. To uh, those uh, musicians who are doing a fantastic job, and I've got great admiration for any for any musician because it's you know, a lot of dedication, a lot of work, and uh, and it's it's fun that you know they're they're entertaining audiences with you know with modern pop culture music as opposed to uh, like I mentioned before, you know the the classics. Because I mean, this music has is le- as legitimate as any other music, and you know, as we all know, John Williams is, as far as I'm concerned, is a freaking genius. You know, one of the best composers yeah. of our time. Second only to Stevie Wonder, of course. <laughs> Second only to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no, no, he's better. <laughs> well, I think they can be judged as kings of their divisions of their yeah. their types of music, basically. Yeah. It's Off the top of our heads, uh, Jaws, Close Encounters, Star Wars, Superman, Indy. Indy. Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. Right. the Harry Potter. I'm not familiar with. with They're very good. I know of them. I've never watched. He did uh, th- the first three. Okay. Third one's my favorite. Yeah. Very very good soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of Star Wars in them. You feel the. You feel that it's oh the same yeah. composer. You, you know, see the thing about John Williams stuff is that you you'll recognize his st- his style and his stuff. I mean, I mean oh, yeah, yeah it's just music. But if you if you listen to a lot of music like I do. You, you get that feeling, yeah, that really is John Williams. You know, when you're, yeah. wa- when you're watching Jaws, you really feel, oh, yeah, that's really John Williams. He's really putting his heart in there. I was, um, I was, I remember listening to, uh, I think it's Harry Potter 2, and there's actually a little beat, a little bit of Stargate in there. 
and that's not John Stargate Williams. Stargate not the same. Uh, but it's it's so funny because yeah. you hear the music and it, it sounds just like Stargate. Yeah, well, I mean, they're obviously influenced by other sci-fi when they're doing sci-fi music. Would you have plunged through all that traffic to catch your your bounty? Dom? Would I have plunged through all that... Are you talking about uh, Ana Anakin Would diving off? Um, I, Speeder. I guess if I, I was a precognitive Jedi, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> if I were... If you were Anakin, If I were you Dog would. the Bounty Hunter, no, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> uh, dog the Bounty Hunter could survive. He'd bounce off his muscles? Yes. No, I guess so, <laughs> his yeah. tassels would, would slow him down. Yeah, but they were pretty damn high. I think we just probably liquefied before he even reached the ground. So. <laughs> yeah. Imploded. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's easy to say when you're a pre-gognitive Jedi, you just jump off your speeder and just like you know, land exactly on top of your quarry. Yeah, I guess you can do that. Wish I could do that. I mean, getting out of traffic well, really think, quick. Well, think of the money you get as a bounty hunter if you were a pre-gognitive Jedi. You'd work for the U.S. government. <laughs> Yeah, there would be no no war left to fight because like the bad guys there, 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 and there. No, that's actually a family. <laughs> like no, don't don't kill them. Bin Laden's right there. No, not that cave. That cave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The war on terror would be a lot cheaper, now, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just one guy walking out. He's there. <laughs> that that uh, that makes you think. I mean, uh, is is. Precognizance, something that could ever happen in the evolution of men, and if so, how would it be used in you know, law enforcement and psychological warfare, for that matter? Actually. Oh, for sure, it would be used like in wrong ways because of the because of human humans as they are greed, as a race. Yeah, it's, it's all coming out of greed, exactly human greed. But uh, it makes me think of uh, you know the precogs I've seen in um, Minority Report, you know. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe one day. You never know. You know. Law enforcement using telepaths and stuff like that for yeah. to solve crimes. That'd be interesting. <laughs> or to, in Minority Report, implant crimes. That's right. Too much power. But that's why we call it science fiction. Uh, and who knows? But then again, science fiction of the of the forties is now science fact today, isn't it? You know. Yeah, scary. And sometimes you don't even have to go that far. I mean, Star Trek: Next Generation, uh, you know, gave us these little, you know, pad PADDs, and you know, ten years later that we have them, they're even smaller. You know. Yeah, the pocket, exactly. the pocket PCs and all that. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm gonna have to go join the MCs backstage, and um, I'm gonna let you two guys. Now keep your voice down. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And next time we're gonna be the next uh, song we're gonna be listening to is uh, Lord Sidious Team from Episode One, Two, and Three, and he's the bad guy in the background really? pulling the, the strings. I didn't know. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, I guess I'll take a scener. Totally, go for it. So, who do we have in the chat room today? Well, we have Admiral, Adria, Antihero, Casra, uh, Danny, Mandroid, Matabs, Skylover, Sith Clan, and Vader San. Got a pretty full house for this hour after. Uh, All right. Well, hello to everybody out there. Of, uh, that's happened. Got to keep it down, though. Breaking signals to keep our voices well, down. Yes, of course, yeah. 
Ah, don't worry. We can always increase the volume afterwards. So, for those of you who are not familiar with who I am exactly, um, my name is Dom Bodoin. I'm also known as uh, Corporal Dom Sharp Bodoin of the United States Colonial Marines. I'm uh, the uh, USCM uh, service registrar at uh, colonialmarines.net and uh, I uh, work alongside uh, Corporal Tony Leach who's the administrator of the uh, colonialmarines.net website. Um, basically we're, we're your first stop in uh, becoming fans at, um, if you want to become a, a US uh, United States Colonial Marine. Of course it's fictitious but uh, it's very real to us. It's all based around the aliens mythology, That's right? right? For those of you not familiar, yeah, it is uh, is based on uh, James Cameron's film Aliens. Um, they're the fighting force that were sent out to um, to establish uh, what had happened on LV-426, also known as Hadley's Hope. A group of uh, colonial marines were sent out, and um, fortunately, all of them were lost except for one, Corporal Dwayne Hicks, who unfortunately got killed off in the first five seconds of the third film. Nevertheless, there's still a bunch of bad, badass sons of bitches who can go out and kick some ass. Mm. I like Aliens. Aliens, I think, was uh, a crowning achievement for um, for James Cameron. That just what really made his name in oh, the definitely. in the you know the action genre. Um, I mean, yes, he brought us Terminator. Um, now, what do you Terminator use your Terminator Two? Was a better, I'd say, of all the Terminator movies. Well, you know, I I, I get that um, from from young guys like you. <laughs> um, those of us who are young enough to remember uh, when Terminator came out, it was like you know, it's groundbreaking stuff. You know, um, is it better? I, you know, I don't like saying you know, well, Aliens is better than Alien or. Terminator 2 is making better. you know sweeping statements. You know, it, it's it's uh, especially those who say, "Oh, the old Alien 3 sucked." You know, and Alien 4 was awful. Well, you know, every single one of those films are um, are in a different genre themselves. You know, I mean, you can't just really look at Alien and Aliens and Alien 3 as as sequels. They're really stories set in the same realm, the same uh, you know, in the same universe. Um, you know. Monday is not exactly what it was for you on Sunday, so it doesn't mean that everything you did on Monday was an absolute continuation. You're gonna have, you're gonna do something different. Something different is gonna happen. The only difference between you and them is that you know on Monday you're gonna go to work, and on Monday you know Ripley had herself cloned into some kind of alien hybrid thing. You know, so that's creepy. You know, I I really do love uh, Alien Three. I mean, when it comes to like. Uh, you know, claustrophobic, uh, you know, horror film, you know, in the same, in the same genre of, it, it's, you know, it, it, go back, if, for those of you who haven't seen Alien 3, go back, go back and watch it and enjoy it for what it is, it's not, it's not, it's not just a film about uh, an alien creature running around, it's a film about, you know, prisoners stranded in this technology-free prison and what they do to deal with you know, this this creature that's running loose. You have to enjoy it for its different levels. So you're looking forward to Superman then? Yeah, as a, 
as a 30-plus-year-old, um, I am looking forward to the return of Superman. Um, I just recently learned that um, Superman Returns is, uh, it follows the timeline of after Superman 2. Um, I'd like to totally forget that Superman 3 and Superman 4, Quest for Hope Ever Happened, those are awful, awful films, and just, as far as I'm concerned, just like the killed franchise. Uh, Superman 3 was a, you know, oh well let's cash in on his popularity, let's throw in Richard Pryor and make a good comedy with Superman, that was like a really, really bad idea. Uh, it was not good to take an already very well-established franchise and to throw it and throw in some com comedy element. Uh, yeah, a bit of situation comedy in, film in films will, you know, give you a bit of levity, but they just basically turn it into some kind of laughing stock. So, I'm happy to... You know, but Superman 4 felt just like a giant PSA. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, let's everyone get along now, you know? Thank you, Superman. Like, it, yeah, I mean, he is, he is the goody two-shoes of the superhero world. But you know what? That's what I pretty much don't like about Superman. He gets on my nerves. He's too good. Yeah. He's not like, you know, Batman who has reasons. And, you know, he's mm -hmm. just being a good guy because, you know, he can and he should. Yeah. And, you know, I respect that, and everybody should be good, mm -hmm. because, you know, you should be good. It doesn't make an interesting story. Yeah. Well, that personally. Yeah, you're right. He is uh, you know, a bit of a goody two-shoes, but if you look if you look at but, uh, what he is, an alien from another planet who comes comes here, you know, through a fate not of his own choice, and he makes a decision, you know, of that incredible power. You know, I, he could have been corrupt, you know, he could have used it to his own gain, he could have ruled the world, you know, but... He took a choice to become the the planet's guardian, and, you know, and, and despite the fact that he's an alien. So it's a sort of a noble character. Well, it's in a very American story. True, but made by Canadian uh, Canadian artists, though. Still, but the American the American it's become an American interpre er, interpretation yeah. because it's evolved under American. I've always seen Superman as a paladin kind of character, you know, selfless and righteous, and you know. But he kind of steals from the whole Spider-Man mythos, or he's on the same page as Spider-Man mythos, and that with great res with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, but uh, chronologically, uh, oh, Superman, Superman predates. Yeah, Spider -Man. predates Spider-Man by by a long shot. But I mean, all these writers, they they all had the same ideals, you know. Like, you know, I need to make a superhero. What what am I going to do to make him noble? What are one of his weaknesses? Superman only has one, unfortunately, from what I know, anyway. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, he's got a secret identity to maintain. Uh, his family is his biggest exactly, se exactly, secret. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I never really followed the series that well, but I know that there were there were problems with you know him being in love with Mary Jane Watson and, uh, well, and, his and first her being kidnapped at one point. Uh, his first true love was Gwen Stacy, and she was killed by the Green Goblin. That's right. Yeah. And that scene from Spider-Man 1, when the Green Goblin has the bus load the, the all the kids and his girlfriend on the other side yeah in the comic book yeah he goes for the kids and doesn't get the girl yeah and she dies yeah his family always made Spider-Man be a tra very tragic character and I, I think that's I think it's a it's a cool thing you know instead of making absolutely you know the best superhero with who always saves the day I mean yeah he's a selfless person but he's very tragic in a way you know He's got, a, he's got a dark secret, and he has to hide who he is. Uh, during his young years, he had to struggle to survive by, you know, taking pictures of himself, you know, just to eat. So, it, 
as opposed to when you look at the Clark Kent character, you know, a very successful reporter, you know, not a care in the world. Two loving parents. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. He hasn't really experienced any great loss directly when he, he yeah. not knowledgeably. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had it happen firsthand, you know. Peter Parker lost his, lost his parents very young, had lived with his uncle and aunt, yeah. lost his uncle as soon as he got his powers. Yeah, like uh, Clark Kent lost his... Uh, his father eventually. father due to a heart attack, but later on. So it was... So it wasn't like a tragic crime or anything like that. It was it wasn't natural causes. It, w it didn't drive him into the into the tights. Yeah. But what's interesting, what they're doing in the comics, I don't know if you don't, you don't follow. Do you follow no, Marvel? Not, not at all, not anymore. Well, this summer, usually Marvel does a big event every summer. Yeah. And this year, it's the the uh, Civil War, basically. The Civil War. Civil War. Okay. Basically, what's happened is a group of superheroes had a reality TV show, and it tracked down four super criminals into a house in the suburbs across the street from a school and they attacked one of his characters and his special power is to go supernova okay. and he creates a huge explosion mm. and he's fighting these guys and he decides he's going to explode and he destroys a school wow. so it sends like this whole shockwave through the Marvel Universe and you have on one side Iron Man and the others who is pro-registration from the government and mm. on the other side Captain America mm -hmm. who's anti-registration that's funny because he was the original super soldier, you know. Exactly, but he, he believes that the superheroes have a right to privacy. Mm -hmm. And he, he doesn't like that the government is impeding on their rights. Yeah. And that's a very American sensibility. Yeah. That it's gone back, that, you know, it's why they have the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. It's not to protect each other, it's mm -hmm. to protect this, the populace from the government. Mm -hmm. Well, it's art imitating life, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. and it's it's, I it's a great series so mm. far. It's overlapping every comic book, and Spider Man has yeah. gotten friendly with Iron Man, and he's sided on that side. Mm. And in the last issue, he unmasked. Oh really? Yeah. So I didn't think he was to do it. I didn't think he, yeah, he mm. unmasked. He said he's Peter Parker. Well, okay. You know, he can always you know always come back later. And uh, Tony Stark has revealed himself he as well. He's Iron Man. Well, that's pretty awesome. I used to follow Iron Man when I was a, when I was a teenager, um, especially during the um, the uh, Tony Stark's alcoholic, uh, you know, bout that he had. Well, yeah, and, and that's he was one replaced of the uh, by one of his friends or one of his employees. Okay, so I'll give the seat back to the host here. Oh, okay. So, if, yeah, for those of you who are at least 30, you'll remember that the uh, Tony Stark was, uh, was literally destroying himself from the inside out uh, with alcohol. And to the point where uh, he was basically passing out in his suit, you know, and uh, he was replaced for a while. Was, uh, I'm, I don't remember the name of the uh, the fellow who took over the, the suit, but it was a friend of his, a black fellow. It was, uh, it was a really mm. good series. I think it's Sentinel, or no, it was War Machine or something like that. I forget. One of his buddies. And uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, so during uh, Tony Stark's al alcoholic uh, phase, his company was bought out by Sting, uh, Jebediah or Obadiah Sting. And Stain took over uh, Stark Enterprises and just bought it out. And they he took he took uh, Stark's um, technology and made himself his own you know superpower suit. And uh, when uh, Tony Stark came out of his alcoholic you know delirium, uh, he had a showdown with Stain, and uh, it was basically two Iron Men fighting each other. It was just an awesome, awesome series. Uh, yeah. so we're talking about Civil War. And comic books. The comic books. Yeah, we really went from different topics to another here. 
we, we talked a little bit about aliens and then so so have Superman you guys have you guys seen Marvel. the Ghost Rider trailer? They're gonna have to work on the CGI to sell me on that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm still I'm still waiting for uh, Ghost Rider versus Ghostbusters to come out. So. <laughs> oh, too bad. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome, actually. I think Sony owns the rights to the Ghost Rider movie. Mm. I'm gonna go double check. Because mm. then we could have. Uh, the, the Ghostbusters franchise has been put to sleep, unfortunately. Um, at least it has with uh, with Bill Murray um, citing um, irreconcilable artistic differences. He's refused to uh, do the Ghostbusters film, whereas uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, is very interested in doing it, but it's not going to happen. So those of you who are waiting for Ghostbusters three, you can you can take in your deep breath there. And it's it's finished. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Eh, you know, one side of me is like disappointed. The other side of me is you know happy actually because you know they can't mess up if they never make it. True. Yeah. Well. Like uh, a good example is, is Superman three and Superman four. You know, it just yeah. got working from bad to worse. Really, you know. Sometimes you just gotta let it die, and yeah. that's and that you know what if no. you get things like uh, Batman Begins, mm -hmm. out if you let it die for a little while, it'll come back. It's yeah. why like yeah. that's why like I'm not worried about Star Trek. Star Trek, it'll be back. I'm not worried. Yeah. The uh, Star Wars came back. The second wave of Batman films uh, had a good start with Tim Burton, and then it just went downhill with the George Clooney nipple suit. There, it was just no, I, I, didn't even, I, I didn't even like Batman Returns that much. It was, no. you know, they brought the Tim Burton style a little too far. Mm. Batman Returns would have been good if they had never come out with uh, Batman Forever. You know, the funny, funny thing about uh, Batman Forever is that the uh, French translation was uh, Batman à jamais. Yeah, I know. And I had to explain to an English friend of mine. I think it's à jamais. No, no, it's, it's Batman à jamais. And, and I had to explain to an Anglophone friend of mine that it, it didn't mean Batman never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we could have a Ghostbusters Ghost Rider crossover. The, the it's owned by the same it company. It they would, own the rights. It would be interesting, that Ghost Rider. I, as a matter of fact, uh, I, that's not an original idea of mine. I, I, I picked that up from um, some artists made um, a lithograph of Ghost Rider um, encountering the Ghostbusters, and it's kind of funny. I don't think their uh, their comics aren't put out by the same company. Marvel doesn't do Ghostbuster comics. Okay. I don't know how that'd work. Well, but anyone can draw them together, you know. So, so, so you were talking about Tony Stark. Yeah. Being an alcoholic. Yeah, be, that was. Um, and who would you see? in the Iron Man role on, on the big screen? Uh, that's a good question. Ben Affleck. You know, you know I'm kidding. I'd, I'd see uh, Tom Selleck as an amazing Tony Stark, that's actually. Maybe like 10 years ago. Tony, Maybe even Tony 15 years Tony ago. Tony Stark, is, I mean, chronologically speaking, man, it is Tom Selleck's uh, age. It's been 2008. What? Sorry. Uh, oh, it's coming out. It's coming out. John and Favreau is directing it. Yes. See the thing about who who's gonna play a good Tony Stark is you have to f you have to find out what actor looks good with a with a mustache. And you well need a, you need a good mustache. Well, here's yeah. the thing: you need a good mustache, and y you also need a fairly good body. And yeah. I'm sorry, but George Clooney, to my sense, yeah. fits the description. No, I don't think so. Really? Hmm. I think I think Clooney is. 
I don't Clooney know. would do a good job, but he's done a Batman already, so I doubt they're going to mix up his, his characters. There Tom big Cruise. They're saying on IMDb. Well, they're full. They're as, full as what? Tom Cruise Tons, is that. Tony Stark. Are you kidding? I know. IMDb is usually on the Seriously? crack. Um, I, I think everyone Joaquin should just... Phoenix. He, can't, he doesn't no. look good in the mustache. No, no. Vince Vaughn. I don't think he can even grow Vince one with the hair Vaughn. lip. Vince Vaughn is Tony Stark? No. Um, See, the thing, the thing about Vince Vaughn is that Bale. I associate him too much with, you know, like... Wedding yeah. Crashers and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. So, no. Sorry. No. You need a serious... Luke mm. Wilson? Nah, no. no. That's no. too blonde. <laughs> no, Owen is no, the blonde. Neither neither yeah. of the Owens, actually. Yeah. Wait, Luke... Okay, yeah, I think you're on to something Luke Wilson. Not Owen, but Luke, yeah. Maybe. I'd have to see him with a mustache. That's We'd a have to see him with a mustache. That's a that's a uh, challenge for all you Photoshop kids out there. Send me a picture of uh, Luke Wilson with a mustache, please. The uh, email address is cplbodwine at hotmail.com. Or at studio. Luke, at Luke Wilson. Yes, thank you. Luke Wilson with a mustache. We want to see this. <laughs> Would you have the storyline revolve around him being an alcoholic? You know what? I, I, I think it would be a great thing because they're, you know, especially with Spider-Man, they're, they're showing, you know, um, superheroes with their weaknesses, you know, so I think it's awesome. You know, they showed, they showed um, especially in Spider-Man 2, they showed uh, Peter Parker with his weaknesses, you know, with his challenges. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a modern problem, you know, uh, being an alcoholic. Some so guy on IMDb says Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark? Yeah, why so. not? Why not? He's too short. You think? Yeah, true. How about, um... Well, I can't think of his name. Somebody said Christian Bale. No. Clive Owen. No, because we associate him now with Batman, you know. Clive so. Owen. Clive Owen? Who said that? Uh, somebody on IMDb. But then again, it's like, you know... Whoever, um, whoever can portray the role best, you know, depending on the director. And also, like, a, a, a good face and a good name. I mean, uh, who the hell is this guy playing Superman? I don't, I don't know who Brandon he is. Roth? I don't know who he is. Yeah, I know. And, and bad guy's gonna hate you. Okay, I've got a name for you, Tony Stark. John, John Cusack. Cusack. John Cusack. Okay, I, yeah, okay, Cusack? I give it to you. Cusack would be... Cusack, he doesn't... He's, his face is so round. I don't know if he can pull it off. I always imagine... No. Tony, Shar- Tony Stark is this really chiseled guy, yeah. super confident. Yeah. And I know, like he can um, he can do it, but he's not quite. He doesn't strike me as you know that guy. He's not you know yeah. he's not like you have to be Tony Stark. You have to believe your own press almost. Yeah, I guess you have to sell yourself to uh, to the audience. Um, it's, just, it's just too bad that some of these actors. Some, well, I mean, I can I can name actors previous. Roth, okay, old he's actors done who could. TV. You know, you know. he did. He was in Carla, the whole Carla Molka mm-hmm. movie. Ugh. Then he was in TV. Oliver Bean, Will and Grace, Cold Case, mm-hmm. One Life to Live. Okay, he's on the friggin' soap operas he was on the Gilmore Girls Undress I don't even MTV show mm-hmm. Odd Man Out yeah not much so he's a newbie 
it, it, I heard rumors that they had to uh, digitally reduce uh, the size of his package in oh, order not to offend right. audiences. Is that, is that true? That was based on apparently the director being homosexual and Pride Singer. He hired he hired some guy with a big with a big tool and wanted a big you know package on screen and studio insisted they re reduce it digitally. Is that possible? Is that is there any truth to that? I, I doubt it. I've heard a lot of rumors about like they having to reduce packages of guys and stuff. Like uh, Will, F uh, no, not Will Ferrell, um, the other Farrell, Colin Farrell. Um, they had to cut a scene from Tigerland, or or it was from the air. If one of the Car Colin Farrell movies, and he basically because the test audience found that his penis was too distracting. And you know what? I've seen the Colin Farrell sex tape. He doesn't have that big of a penis. Maybe perhaps not. I, I think it's just the obsession with you know, uh, you know, here. star fucking. Star I've got a face for you for Tony Stark. Unfortunately, he's too old. There, but Douglas Fairbanks. That's Tony Stark. Heck yes. Huh? I, I, I'm so, sold. Yeah, for all you uh, young kids out there, look up Douglas Fairbanks on IMDb or on oh, Wiki Wikipedia. He, oh, he would have been. A, the guy, oh, yeah, the guy's all got the, the acrobatics. Yeah, he's got the chin. He's got the mustache. The, the man. You gotta have the chin, and you gotta. Yeah. And, well, he played. Um, Zorro. He played Zorro, yeah. That's right. Charles Fairbanks. He was, you know, the he was the hot property uh, back then. If I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, he was also. Um, look at Superman's uh, IMDb picture. Yeah, that's a good chin, huh? Yeah. But he he kind of looks. I can kill for a chin like that. Eh. You can you can like, take or leave it. You chin. can dive right into that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh. You know, Kevin Spacey, I think I'll make a good Lex Luthor, but... Uh, I'm going to ask Sebastian's opinion on Douglas Fairbanks as uh, Tony Stark, I think. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks from the 20s as, as Tony Stark. I think it's a little bit too young. And he's 80, 80 years too late for that. But and 80, 80 yeah, years too late. Yeah, we'll just wait the right time. We'll go back in time, we'll steal him, and then we'll... Well, we'll tell you what, tell right you what, if, the right they, if they had done an Iron Man movie back in the 20s, yeah. most likely. Yeah, that would have been... Yeah. Because it's it's in the style of the days. Yeah. But nowadays we need someone you know with like a chest that pops off muscles and all like. Not that not that there's anything wrong with that. What chest that pops up muscles? Well, no, you know. I think. Are Douglas you coming Fairbanks out of the closet? No, I would have. No, no, I think Douglas Fairbanks <laughs> would have sold yeah. the image of Tony Stark. Yep. The essence of him. Yeah. The the industrialist playboy type. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not bad. He's not Bruce Wayne. He's a different kind of guy. Yep. He's, you know, the capitalist ideal. Well, speaking of uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, who do you think sells Bruce Wayne better? Um, um, Michael Bale? Keaton? Bale or Keaton? Adam West. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian won. All of us, zero. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Bale. Yeah? yeah. Between, between Keaton and Bale, who sold him best? You know... I'm not sure. I, I I loved Keaton in the first movie. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he had presence, but di didn't he come off as like a bumbling fool, sort of like a That's sort of like a bumbling yeah, somewhat. And idiot. And, and the, the way Jack Nicholson portrayed the Joker, it's oh oh oh, oh, oh. he stole I'm the sorry. show. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. he stole the show. I'm sorry, yeah. Iron Man, Jamie Bamber, Apollo from Battlestar Galactica, the new yeah. Battlestar. Okay, have you seen him? I've seen the first uh, season. What a tragic show! Um, Good. Do you, did you enjoy it, or is it you yeah, find yeah, it yeah, tragic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love it. I mean, uh, you're talking to someone who, who's who's seen the f you know the first series firsthand. 
Uh, I miss Lauren Green. Lauren Green. Uh, I don't too know, young. I never really Dom watched. Too young. You, you need you, for yeah. Tony Stark. You no, need no, someone no, 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 at no, least no, no, in his forties. No, no, no. You haven't seen Jamie Bamber mm. perform. The man is an amazing actor. But you need someone in oh their God, in older than late thirties to forties. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow, he's young. <laughs> yeah, but he can play older. I think he can. I think his age range is definitely up there. He's thirty-two. Yeah, and he can probably play older than that, at least four or five years older. Mm. And then you're playing a young Iron Man. I think yeah. you could have him have like maybe yeah. he, he develops his heart problem. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to to see what a scriptwriter or what a director would do with the origin of Tony Stark. Because the origin of Tony Stark was that he was imprisoned by uh, Chinese Red Chinese, I believe. Um, Make it the North Koreans. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. Well, they're easy to pick on because they're so far away. And <laughs> it's not like they'll ever <laughs> see the movie. <laughs> then he's just like, Conan time! <laughs> I'm being told by my president that... Yeah, yeah you, you might oh, want to okay, yeah, go sit upstairs. Okay. He's right. Being asked to uh, to attend the Conan theme, but I, I think I'll s I'll stay at the very last minute with the with the show. You know, I'm these people are really leaving. Nah, that's too bad. I think they've had their fill. Yeah. Yeah, you're missing a good encore. Yes, you are. Wait, Fools. it's Conan, and then what? Conan and whatever is. Uh, yeah, go seriously, Dom. You have to go listen. Okay, to that. all right. So I'll uh, bid everyone farewell. Uh, Good, uh, Thanks, good Tom talking. For yeah, sitting yeah, with yeah. Me. Well, yeah, it's a pleasure, and it's good, uh, good to you know say hi to everybody out there. And uh, I'm still hoping for that Aliens uh, 20th anniversary uh, thingy that we we should be doing this year. Well, yeah. we'll do something. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right so signing off. I'll take care. See you later. All right. So Danny's gonna be like really, really, really happy because it's Conan again. Oh, that's true. He digs the Conan. I oh, think he has now, a repressed... Now, now I understand that thing. <gasps> I think he has a repressed Schwarzenegger thing or whatever. Should I just take off the helmet and stop talking about Iron Man? Maybe just for this tune. Okay. There you go, Danny. Take it easy. Have fun.
it. This one, it's broken. It doesn't. It doesn't even notice. That's the the gel on, yeah. Oh. On top of the. Uh, no, I'm just doing the details. Oh. This is neat, so I'm not open.
And this concludes the wonderful concert of uh, the music, the soundtrack wind orchestra. And um, it's, uh, it was a pleasure to share this music with you. Nick, put on the, uh, put this on. Put this on. That, that little helmet with the microphone. The other way around. <laughs> You'd think with a microphone sticking up, you know, the guy would know. <laughs> so, Nick, you, you're, you're the uh, Imperial Alliance Darth Vader. Yes, I am. And uh, you were, you've been here last night and tonight. Yes. How, how do you like the concert? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's my first experience. I've, I've never been in a, a live concert before. And you're really enjoying yourself with it? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's quite an experience. And will will you be willing to coming to the next uh, concert of the this orchestra? If if they ask me, sure. In a minute. <laughs> and even even if they don't ask you, will you be checking out their website? And yes, I will. Like checking out like when we we announced oh, the, sure. the, the next sure. event and all that. So yeah, it's a it's a really great. It's 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 empowering, isn't it? The the, the way they actually come it up with the music. It brings and life to. The whole, to the whole saga, the whole story, it's, it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite an experience. To the whole experience, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that has to be experienced, that's all which, I can say. Which was your favorite piece? Uh, I think, I, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say they're all good. I would have to say, uh, I think it's the, uh, the one with the, uh, I don't know the name, it's the one that... Uh, that uh, Vader comes uh, comes to life. I think that's the one. What is that called? That the, the the end the end credits or well the yeah. the Lord Sidious one. That's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's that one and the <laughs> and the uh, the fight the duel. Uh, duel of the Fates. Yes. Or Battle of the Heroes, where uh, with Anakin. And Anakin and uh, Obi Wan. Yes. Battle of the Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are my two favorite yeah. ones. It is, um, but this uh, the the music with the uh, the costume thing. That's uh, I love it. It's it's really it's like nice. best of both oh worlds. Oh yeah. And you gotta have did your wife did your wife get to come after all? Yes, they both came. My my wife and uh, brother-in-law came. Okay, and yeah, they they really loved it. They really loved it. Yeah, I don't think they expected this. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if they're doing another piece or not. They seem to be in hesitating. Well, the, the crowd is still here. Huh? Yeah, they haven't come down yet. There's, there's been a few leaks. Oh, there you go, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's another piece. I love that one. Yes. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. I could hear it over and over again. That one. Is it the, uh, the hammering and the? Uh <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of brings brings everything alive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know, last night they actually broke. One of the one Did of the guy broke one Are of his, uh, his stick. <laughs> it's uh, he, w he was going for. <laughs> I didn't think they hit it that hard. I mean, I know it sounds loud, but I didn't think he actually hit it hard like that. Yeah, well, it's, it, the thing actually flew by by passing. <laughs> it's like for those of you listening at home, it's funny because Danny's really losing it right now. He's just like rolling over his keyboard. <laughs> It's pretty much over now. I think uh, there's not much left. Uh, yeah. It's the ending uh, of the concert now. People are starting to come down. Yeah. How about you? How did you find it? 
I loved it as usual. It's nice just experience. such an extreme experience to be able to assist to one of those concerts. But, but I mean, you've you've uh, you've already experienced this. You've seen this already. I've seen I've seen the Star Wars pre the, the Star Wars trilogy. Okay. I've seen a few other concerts, but I haven't seen the pre the, the the prequels. Okay, but I mean done. a live concert like that. Live of concert. Star Wars. Li live concert. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. Like I was lucky enough to see the first concert of the World Tour of Overture here at Place des Arts Montreal. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was lucky enough to to, to see the the, the wind orchestra. I was extremely lucky to see the uh, concert at Star Wars Celebration Two of only Star Wars music. With there was actually a choral uh, a core ba back there. Doing uh, the deal of the fates. Lucky you. I swear, I, I <laughs> came I came out of the theater and I was I I, I just I just fell in tears uh, because sure. it's such a rare event and it's something that happens so that doesn't happen that often. Okay. And when it's Star Wars music and it comes and gets you and with you're with your friends, you're at a convention with thirty two thousand other people, it's just so overwhelming, you know, it's oh five thousand yeah. people. I know what you mean, yeah. And I'll never forget that concert. So I'm yeah. really, really happy. I hope the the folks here enjoyed it very much. And well, I know uh, Danny's going nuts, isn't he? Yes, Danny's <laughs> Danny's just lost it. <laughs> Give him Conan twice and boom, there it goes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I'm gonna let my uh, co-host take his uh, his headset back. Yeah. Okay, guy. All right. Take it easy. You too, Nick. Yes. So I'm back. Conan was awesome. I can't wait to see like uh, Martin come down oh, the stairs. He was freaking out. <laughs> he was like, oh! Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, you must you must be losing it or something. Because. times. Uh, after all, it, it, it is a very rare, rare event that uh, you get to see someone. Bye to the friends who are leaving. Bye. 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 And uh, there he is. He looks <laughs> dead. <laughs> I think he's looking for more water because he's getting dehydrated or something. <laughs> there. <laughs> Holy. Wow. Sit down. <laughs> Guys. Everything I said during the uh, the break, the break, more, more, and more. <laughs> we uh, we actually went up and sat down for Duel of the Fates, and I was just I was just like peeking at you, and there you were with your hand on your knee, just like going with the tempo, and <laughs> like I could see it in your eyes. It's <laughs> like if they fuck it up, I'm gonna tear someone's head. <laughs> but they didn't. Oh jeez, no, they did not, and they did it as a repeat too. And yeah. I have like, okay, Lord Sidious, uh -huh. one, one word, haunting. That's it. That's all I can say. I mean, yeah. you know, when it opens with you, oh, it's like whoa, <laughs> this is live performance here. It, you're there. It's like ugh. I half expected like. To be choked or you know be imbued with the dark side is mind-boggling, and a hell of an experience. And I have to say, introducing the Conan the Barbarian soundtrack in that, yeah, 
the Timpani guys were really letting oh, loose. They were freaking awesome. <laughs> they were letting loose. Boom. Oh, Did you give, see him give the show? Yeah. He looked like a tribal beast. Well, <laughs> when, <laughs> when he's tripping when he's, out, when he's hitting the the, the drums in the back. Uh, he yesterday, he actually broke one of his one nope. of his staff. Wow. Oh, he's totally into it, man. It's like well, I said, and I remember th- there used to be another guy, uh, part of their uh, of their their orchestra, Percussion. who was really good at it. Yeah. Well, these guys are damn good. Yeah, they are. And I have to admit, though, I mean, when a timpani goes off, and you'll notice most of the times, the guys who play the timpani, yeah, they just you know. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. Kind of gently. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. They were letting go, man. They were, oh, they're smacking it down. It all oh, and awesome. I felt the vibration of the timpani in my chest. Can you imagine sitting there? You're yeah, in the middle of them and you're smacking them silly, man. It's like, whoa. I swear to God. But it's no, like you it's hit it once and all of your buddies start shaking. Yeah, arthritis is going to kill that guy in 50 years. <laughs> 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 but uh, all in all, man, an amazing show, and I mean, a great, a great show of our community, you guys. The the Alliance guys were there all the way, and you tip my hat off to them. And man, they're always there. They were out in the heat, man. And today is like, it was thirty-two. It felt like between the legs, 30, thirty-eight it, with the humidex. It felt like we were like between the legs of a cow or something, you know. That that <laughs> uncomfortable. I love your your <laughs> metaphors. I know. Yes, <laughs> but it's that kind of a hot day. You it's know, a yeah. real. And fan. these guys were running around dressed up in plastic. Yep. It doesn't breathe, does it? Uh, not much. <laughs> no, I can tell you, not at all. And I have to say, uh, Seb, uh, you look good in a suit. <laughs> well, you put him in a monkey suit. He looks good. You <laughs> missed a funk it. You you missed my my appearance at the. Um, as the MC of the masquerade, I would have loved your feedback on that. Uh, well, you know. So, but thank you for the the, the suit. No, uh, uh, the picture you sent me over the net, I was scared of, but you know, on stage you look good. On you upstaged everybody, man. It's like, wow, did? this guy looks like he's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, look would at have that. Fucking known that he was no one. <laughs> <laughs> just a no, guy. No, I'm kidding. Just a guy who. No, freaks you're not, and I know it. <laughs> just a guy who freaks out on Star Wars. You know, and nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, duh. You know, come what on, do you think man. of the comment uh, that, that I made? You know, it's like tonight you actually got a chance to share yeah, was a good. moment of our passion. It was and, good. Uh, it's just sad that we as fans have no budget to b- give better gifts, though. You know, yeah. as a fan community, it'd be fun if we could, like. But, yeah, you know, th- these are the days of uh, scrounging up whatever you can to eat three meals a day, so, you know. Three What? You eat three meals a day? Sometimes. Wow, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, it depends. If I kill something big, then I just eat it right away before it spoils. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which would explain the sudden disappearance of most of the interns that went to your uh, to your work. Oh, please, let's not get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least chew. <laughs> when he kills, he doesn't... Yeah, it was really funny, though, when he starts calling out, uh, when he wants us to do Wookiee calls. Yeah. Me and another guy were really going at it, <laughs> and the, the MC up stage is on stage is like, "Whoa, we have real Wookies in the house." <laughs> that was rather funny. I don't know if he did it last night, but no, he was did. He cool. didn't do the, the Wookie call last night. That was pretty fun. Uh, well animated, and you know, it's just. I have to say, the well Zamwessel piece, the Zamwessel piece, is not one of my favorites, but they made it grow on me. They they actually made a good arrangement. Of yeah, the, his arrangements. That's when I, that's something I didn't talk about earlier. And his arrangements are bold. Yep. Like he's taking risks, 
and it paying off. Well, that's because he knows his crew, and you know he makes them push hard because it shows. I mean, these guys were like people weren't letting up. By the way, on applauses, it was like they we stopped because they just killed everything on us, and everybody got up and left. You know, and these guys must be like drenched because mm-hmm. they've been working out. <laughs> they have the entire evening. <coughs> they have, and actually, if you want to see them on the workout, I, I highly suggest that you go by uh, galacticast.com, mm-hmm. which is a podcast shot here in Montreal, and it's all about sci-fi and all that, too. So cool. you, you can definitely go take a look at that, because they had a special interview with the uh, the OVMF during one of their practices mm-hmm. this week. And uh, I'm, I was I'm, curi- I'm curious to know if there's any more orchestras like this out there. There are a few orchestras like that. Uh, but using only... Uh, wind instruments. Wind instruments. I don't know because um, they're they're setting themselves up for a smash. You know, just yeah. right there. You know, because it's not easy to reproduce string sounds with uh, air instruments. Yeah, that's it. <coughs> right. That's so very well done. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the thing. His arrangements are bold because of that. Yeah. All right. So, well, Brian's just giving us the sign to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I have to tell him to wrap it up all the time. Yeah, it's Ooh. well. That's because there's one of the ladies over here. Because he just goes just on like and on. Yeah, sometimes. but there's a lady here. She was Martin, just going on. You don't know. Sometimes it's just like, shut up. All right. Th- well, I get that a lot at conventions too. You? Yeah. <laughs> get damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Martin, Ooh. what would you say to the people who missed this unique opportunity? Saka. <laughs> and you think do you think they should definitely take a look at the website and uh, yeah, check out I for mean, the next events and. You know what? Orchestral music is good. I mean, think people think when whenever you say orchestral music to people, they think, "Oh God, you know Mozart and stuff like that." That's un like so out there that we can't understand half of it. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, l- if you look at the if you look closer closer, orchestral music isn't a lot of what in a, in a lot of pop culture. I mean, the yeah. Star Wars movie right there. Yep. And also video games. Video games are insanely have gone. Public Commando. Pro Public Commando. Well, the music right there is not. Uh, yes, but there's that, and there's also like all the Final Fantasy games have amazing music. It's a mix of orchestral and you know pop and tech, but y- the music out there is really awesome. And orchestral music, people think that it's going to be boring in orchestral music. At some moments tonight, I felt like I was in a rock show. Like oh a yeah. heavy metal show, because I felt the music just smash into me, and because when they do flourishes for yeah. the music, and the like, Star Wars has a lot of flourishes in the themes. Yeah, yeah. And whenever a flourish would pop up, it's like you feel <laughs> it physically. Oh yeah, yeah. You felt hit by the wave. And yeah, it's but like, like even, even when you listen to it on like a CD or yeah, an it's MP3, still you rock. it hits you. Yeah, but that's it's the thing. nothing compared to what you felt. That's the thing about orchestral music. It does not translate. It, it's impossible to translate the harmonics that an orchestra uh, produces. Yep. And it basically blows you away. I mean, I I would I never actually sat up front at an orchestra uh, during a, a symphony orchestra show. And I can imagine it must be like something else. <sighs> and you Brian, did you catch it last night or did you uh, No, I uh, catch I, I caught here and there. I got tidbits here and there. I was really hesitant about coming to these things. Really? Is yeah. this your, this not your first? Yep, it is my You first. weren't here for four and five and six? Nope. <laughs> All right, okay. We got to wrap, wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Okay. okay. We can uh, talk about this I'm another just, time. I'm just saying, yeah. Anti-Hero made a suggestion they should play at C4. 
If you were to come Act to Celebration 4. Yes. What? Who? Huh? What? These You'll guys should play at C4. Jeez, yeah. yeah. It, like, people get the word out there. There you go. They should be invited. All right. On this note, we're closing the show. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.